Hey man, uh, this is the way to Parker's party. Yeah, I thought we were going to Stanley Hall. Uh, no, that's where all those kids got murdered. Should we have to talk about urban legends? Yeah. Did you hear about Zeke the Plumber? What about the Nagzima girl? Did you were driving in her boyfriend's car and killed that kid? Oh, shit. Here comes the spooky! I know a college candidate that likes to beer bong with dogs, my buddy, What's going on, all you chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies back with episode 39. This time we're going to talk Fiona Dora, Godzilla, and then uh, what's going on with uh, Professor Wexler. So sit back, relax, and tie your buddy to a chair and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, everybody? We are the Dukes of Spook, the Here Comes the Spooky podcast. I am your host, Cincinnati Jeff, and with me always is my best friend, the dog in the pound, Nachos McWerewolf. Nachos, how you doing, buddy? How are you doing this wonderful Monday evening? I'm fucking doing good, Tacos McMuffin. Yeah, that's right. Fucking Philanetti Jeff, or <laughs> Philadelphian. Some good shit. We'll explain that a little later. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... um. We are jumping in here, so we did not really think this through. Um, like last year, uh, we kind of did all of the April Fool's Day kind of prankish, uh, like horror movies, right? Like we did, we literally did April Fool's Day for April Fool's Day. We also did the Dorm the Drip Bread, also called Pranks. Yes, the Dorm the Drip Bread. The Dorm the Drip Bread. Um, We're not going to do the fucking piece of shit remake. And what was the other one that we did? Uh, that's like oh, uh, Slaughter High. Goddamn right. Which I think is also called April Fool's Day yeah, in other parts the, of the world. In the UK. So we kind of cut all three of those out pretty early on yeah, last year. I can't really think of any other prank movies, really. I'm sure somebody's going to hit us up like, well, now you fucking dark, she missed this. It's right. like, well, you know what? We're not fucking perfect. We're and close. the stars aligned perfectly with this also being Easter. So we could have done Critters too, but we were stupid Yeah, and didn't think about it. You know, honestly, like, Critters to that one segment from holidays and is we're not counting that dog shit beaster day or then the one part in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh my god, dude. I was just talking about that shit the other night. <laughs> you ate Deacon's rabbit. <laughs> Grandma's looking rough. <laughs> Fucking chasing him yeah. down, dude. Ooh. So uh so instead we were like, oh man, we're gonna do Urban Legends. Um simply because that's kind of the closest thing to sort of a prank. That um, was your reasoning behind this? I was kind of wondering. I was like, "Are we should we save this for back to school?" But yeah, you were like, "Let's do this when school starts." I'm like, "Well, this isn't like the beginning of the school year for them. It's close to the end. Everything it's graduation, so this is about that time." Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Fuck it. So, uh, but before we get started with the episode, of course, always we've got some news, news and stuff. So we got uh, quite a few things here, actually. First up, Fiona Dorif has confirmed that she will reprise her role of Nika Pierce in the upcoming Chucky TV series, which pretty much confirms that this is happening in the same universe as the rest of the movies and will possibly be a sequel to Cult of Chucky. That is not confirmed. I'm just guessing on that part. Makes sense to me. It could be. She could be uh, Nika before she gets paralyzed well no she's paralyzed for a long time but like before she gets possessed i don't know i don't want to spoil uh the end of cult of she chucky she slipped on a banana peel in mario kart so now <laughs> she's in a mario kart yeah 
Right? Is that how that works? <laughs> oh, we might get our fucking caller from uh, Silver Bullet back on. She got fucking smoked by a blue shell, dude. <laughs> and she did a fucking Damien Karras down the stairs. Okay. What else she got? Uh, so, but anyway, so I'm, I'm really excited for that, for sure. Um I'm interested to understand. Also, there's another somebody else got hired on to be Devin, Devin Sawa. No, it's it's his wife. I, we I think we already talked about him being his on. His wife. Oh. Um, I forget who it's it Seth was. Green in a wig. Um, they are also bringing in the mom from One Tree Hill. She was also in striptease. If you want to see her boobies, One Tree Hill. I'm thinking Gilmore Girls. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, same network. Okay, some CW broad. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that that's I'm very excited about that. I've been waiting to hear if Fiona Dorf is going to be in on it because I knew Brad Dorf is going to be the voice. I think the Fiona Dorf is an attractive woman, but people say she looks way too much like her dad. But then, like my dad, kind of looks like Brad Dorf. Trying to remember so this. Do I want to fuck my dad. <laughs> trying to remember this movie she was in, where it's like south and she just walks around in like dirty underwear and like a crop top t-shirt and that's it and she's just like just goblin looks out. like she fucking lived under a trailer for 30 years so she's straight up from state park and like when she came out i'm like that looks like brad dorf with long where hair. everybody's mouth looks like a vandalized graveyard boom work that in there organically <laughs> check <laughs> uh next up uh kong his first Godzilla. It's actually Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, I know. Uh, is out in theaters now and streaming on HBO Max. We saw in theaters. This was the whole reason we got vaccinated, not because we wanted to spare lives yeah, or save, save our families. People get fucked. We need to see a giant monk monk fight a glowy lizard. Yeah, for real. So we watched it. We watched it. So you don't, you don't have, have to. to. <laughs> so you know what time it is. <laughs> see, they can rip us off. We can rip them off. No, it's paying homage, buddy. <laughs> um, but. Man, uh, so we talking the pros first, or the cons first, or just all of it at once? Just yeah. What 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 is your alternate title? My Spoilers, old... by the way. Oh this yeah, title. we're spoiling hard up in this motherfucker. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, uh, fast forward ahead till we start talking about Samuel L. Jackson. I got to think about well, it. What are we not talking about, Samuel right? Jackson? Uh oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, man. So straight up, I will call this movie the alternate. Or the Mystic Adventures of King Kong in Middle Earth. Yeah, I said Middle Earth. Yeah. This uh, is pretty much the King Kong show from beginning to end with uh, Godzilla kind of sprinkled in here and there. I'm very pro Godzilla, but I, I'm not anti-King Kong. Like, I like King Kong, and I like what the legendary films have done with him so far. But, dude, this was straight up the Kong show with fucking Eleven from uh, Stranger Things, the fat kid from Deadpool 2, and then, like... Black. Fire Fist. Fire Fist, my bad. He, he was good. He's pretty good in this movie, too. And then we got Black Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, Kind of, did. but, like, a little more chill. Uh, Man, I don't know. Like, when... Because we're Kong fans, but we really love Godzilla. He's like the god. Yeah, he's the fucking... He's the king of monsters. So, uh, yeah, of course, when he fucking shows up on screen, everything's just fucking it's fantastic. Dude, the god fights, when they happen, are beautiful. So the movie was, uh, I think, like, under two hours? It was under two hours, yeah. Honestly, I can't... Man, I'll straight say Godzilla was a mean fucking bastard this entire movie. There, there was no chill... Like Kong, kind of, you know what my number one regret with this regret with this movie was is no 
King Kong didn't throw a giant fucking turd at him, like a bus side dookie at him. He did because like his fingers all up in that butt kind of early on too. Oh man, yeah. He should have smelled them. I mean, right. Release the Snyder cut. <laughs> Release the dookie drop. <laughs> drop the dookie cuts. So, but yeah, I mean, it was good. The jury's still out here at the CNC Fart Factory. We, while we enjoyed it, we loved King it, of the Monsters. Fuck yeah. And honestly, it was the first movie I've seen in theaters since I saw Cats last year. So, I mean, genuinely, it could be a sex tape snuff film of my parents, and it's going to be a better time than watching Cats. Fuck you, Man of Travels, you <laughs> piece of shit. Um, so then next up, uh, actually, while we were there, um, the new trailer for the Saw the, for the next movie in the Saw franchise, Spiral, from the Book of Saw, uh, starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, head drops. So it's like the first full trailer, which we got to see in theater, which was actually pretty cool. So we watched that together. Yeah. That was that. I'm actually pretty excited about that. I, I, the Saw franchise definitely went on too long, and this is obviously weird coming from a coming guy. from franchise guys. Yeah, who know. fucking love their fucking movies drawn out. Yeah, but let's like, talk about Godzilla part 20 or 35, you know. Yeah. Like, ah, too many Saws. But it, I mean, it just it was because they, they just kept the same kind of shit going. It, it works only, in slashers. It doesn't really work in this kind of environment. It was it got boring after a while. You can only go up from here. Yeah. So uh, this looks great, man. Uh, uh, Chris Rock plays a cop. Uh, his his Samuel Jackson plays his dad, like, like, a, like a retired cap, like police captain. And uh, it, it's weird to see Chris Rock kind of in a straight role like this, especially in like a horror movie. I was kind of waiting for him to lose his shit. Like, goddamn motherfucking saw. There ain't no sex in the champagne room. Oh, and for the record, uh, King Kong got his ass whooped, so suck it. <laughs> All right, and then uh, last thing I've got here, Universal Studios and Hatchet 3 director B.J. McDonald oh. filmed a secret horror comedy movie starring the Foo Fighters what? during the pandemic with a bunch of all-star cameos. Apparently, the plot is the Foo Fighters are haunted during a recording session, and then they then become possessed. This is not an April Fool's joke. This is legit. A you little can late in the game. fucking Google it. I, I kept this one under wraps for you because I just fucking wanted you to kind of fucking hear about it. Does Scooby-Doo and Mystery Inc. show up at some <laughs> point? I'm kind of wondering, man. That's fucking fun, dude. Like... One, filmed a fucking horror movie. So, like, filmed it during the pandemic in secret. No one fucking knows about it. Hatchet 3 is a lot of fun. So... Say what you will of the Foo Fighters. You don't have to be their biggest fan, but they're fucking fun. Yeah. They're fun. Those boys work. So, I'm fucking excited to see it, for sure. Even if it's fucking half as fun as fucking Hatchet 3. Oh, I got a little news for you. Uh, Which also means we'll probably get some fucking commentary. Oh, with Adam Green and Joe Lynch <laughs> and Dave Grohl. <laughs> All right. Adam Green was actually in a band called the Hattonfields, which there's like seven bands called the Hattonfields. But anyway, I don't, yeah, maybe. I was they, in a band called I Shot Him Six Times. The number one rule is you show up on stage and then you slam six shots. And then, like, you go for the seventh shot, but you just pour it over your shoulder. <laughs> it misses. Uh, so I caught this. Remember fucking what Hornet? No, Fearnet. 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 We were just talking about outside. I miss Fearnet. Fearnet treated us so good. So tell tell the listeners out there uh, about Fearnet. Like what was Fearnet? And not not Fear .net, No, not that, that fucking, fucking horror God movie. Damn, I love the director. I hate that movie. Mm -hmm. All right. So Fearnet was like Shutter before Shutter was Shutter, but it was. If yeah. You, if you had like DirecTV or AT&T UVerse TV or Dish Network, it was like an app 
inside your box. It was it was free if you had satellite, basically. Yeah, and it, it was just it was just a way. It was like 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 Nacho said. It was just a way to watch horror movies on demand. They would shift them out sometimes weekly. A lot of them stuck around for like a couple months. You know what? It was like if Tubi fucked Shutter. Yeah, because you would get like one break in between movies. It, I mean, and they had some low key creeper bangers like shit you haven't heard of like The Hearse or The Boogeyman. I'm talking that shit from '82 or like. Uh, the Memorial we, Day Massacre. Yeah, we know. watched we watched The Incredible Melting Man. Oh, oh fuck yes. Uh, Microwave Massacre was on there a bunch. We also caught, uh, there were some bangers on there too because we caught um, a Sleepaway Camp I, on there. I watched for the first time ever Alone in the Dark on that. Oh, the like the original 1983 Alone in the Dark. We should do that. Yes, that is going to happen one day for sure. Why the fuck haven't they released that shit on Blu-ray? You know, that's kind of dumb. You, you know who owns it, right? Fucking New Line Cinema. Mm -hmm. How's that Freddy built? Oh, you tired of money, you fucks? Is Freddy Krueger beat my door down anytime soon? Fuck. The DVD's <laughs> not bad, but I would love a fucking Blu-ray copy. Yeah, kind of like how we just got the fucking DVD copy of Project Metal Beast last year. <laughs> <sighs> he raped that chick straight up. He did. He did. We watched it. Dr. Benny Graves said so. That's and right. he's a doctor. And he knows animals. He does. He's an animal doctrine. He's an experienced doctor in DNA overloads. <laughs> I think we all got a little Project Metal Beast that fucking evening. So, but man, all right. So, FearNet, I miss FearNet. So, anyway, FearNet. Oh, yes. So, um, Michael Doherty, the director of Trick or Treat and Krampus, and I want to say that last Godzilla movie. Uh, King of Monsters, don't quote me on that. You keep talking, I'll look it up. Okay, so anyway, you know, uh, Sam from Trick or Treat fame, he did like a, they did a little extra holiday commercials with Sam, and so this one was Easter, and this was fucking morbid, so it was like, it's the family celebrating Easter, and then like, they bring out this mutant bunny rabbit as a turkey, and then just shit goes south, and honestly, it's on YouTube. Check it out. It's a good time because most of the shit Michael Doherty does is, in fact, a good time. And it's Sam from Trick or Treat. Who the fuck doesn't love that little guy? So it says director of Trick or Treat, Krampus, okay. and Godzilla King of the Monsters. He also wrote X2, and he wrote Urban Legends, Bloody Mary. Dope. Cool. And he wrote Superman Returns. I actually like that one. Yeah. And he wrote fucking uh, King of the Monsters. Ooh, and he was the director. You know what we need to talk about? DMX. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we are recording. Um, what April fifth? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we don't know what condition DMX is in right now, but uh, thoughts and prayers to the DMX and Rough Rider crew. That's right. Big swigs. Big swigs. Chink. Maybe not. Well, he is a religious man, so yeah. I heard he's breathing on his own now, so that's a good start. That's cool. We did. Um, we we um we, we were trying to follow it over the weekend. Um. Uh, the ladies love Cool James. Uh, was that uh, tweeting about it quite a bit? All right, yep. man. Do you remember on Nightmare on Elm Street Five that fucking diss track that's just slamming LO Cool J the whole time? It's like this is a movie about Freddy. How do you get from that to that? It's like lame lover, like limp dick. I'm just like, who is this man talking shit on the fucking garden H2O talking about voluptuous melon breasts? <laughs> All right, anyway. Ladies love cool James. I guess. All right, so um, on to the movie now. Uh, when, where was the first time you saw this movie, Nachos? Man, straight up, I think I saw Urban Legends in theater, or I got it from Blockbuster. 
Because this is right and high of that post uh, scream. Yep. And honestly, out of all of them, I'd say it's probably the best. What about you, Cincinnati, Jeff? Uh, 1999 VHS rental from the Schnooks Video Club. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had the video, like, we had CNN video done by the house. There was, of course, there's pick a video in town. But man, I just, I rated the Schnooks Video Club. I was late to the game. I didn't get there till about mid high school, but we went hard. I think uh, Phantom Bastard still owns the copy of uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. Nice. Uh, so I, I would go there because it's 50 cent rentals on like older stuff that isn't new. Oh, they releases. would hook it up, man. Um, and we had like, we had a lot of VCRs in our house for some reason. So you can never have too many VCRs. Cause like my, like I remember when my mom at my stepdad, like he had like the only VCR that we had. And then like all the kids would like get them like at subsequent birthdays and Christmases as we grew up, like we have our own. And so the one that he had, I took downstairs into my room along with the one that I was given as a gift one year. And like oh. his was like, his like loaded like a Betamax, like at the top. Top loader yeah. with the, like the colorful buttons. Yep. Man, yep. I wish I, I still have it. Still have it. You should have And it. it still works. But I would fucking go to Video Club, man, with for five bucks, get fucking ten movies, and then rip them, dude. Just I would make my own fucking like copies. I'd give them out. I'd be like, this tape's got Halloween one, two, and three. This one's got four, five, six, and seven. Like all that shit, dude. Just making as much as I fucking could. And then like would sell like the compilations for like five bucks at like in freshman year, just out of my book bag. I still have a VHS tape from the Mitchell household, which I'm not going to get too far into that, but it had Friday the 13th Part 6, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Freddy's Dead. I'm just like, can't, but whatever. It's, you know, it's that super long run play shit. That was a good time. That's what I would do. I would even like make like, like my cuts, like, you know, best of kind of things. I'd be like, fucking, you know, here's, uh, here's Nightmare 2, because I'm a big Nightmare 2 guy. And it's now getting the love it deserves. Apparently, I missed that on all the uh, quote unquote subtle hints. <laughs> oh, subtle like a fucking dump truck. And I'd, I'd put that in there with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then like Child's Play 2, you know, like, you know, just weird shit. I just kind of mixed it all up. Um, but anyway, um, so this is not a video nasty. This is not on our Hello Nasty list. <laughs> um, directed by Jamie Blanks. Who, What's his uh, last name? Blanks. Oh. Who also did Valentine. No way. Yep. Yep. Huh. Well, pretty, which is pretty much another kind of version of this movie. Man in Travels and I just double featured that shit the other week. They go hand in hand. Right? Is Tara Reid in that one? Nah. She was, she, she's in this because she dated him. She was dating him at the time. Okay. And I think Makes this sense. came out before American Pie. Oh. Uh, because she's kind of thicker in this. It's like before she got money for alcohol and cigarettes. I <laughs> uh, also did Storm Warning, Long Weekend, uh, which is uh, actually called Nature's Grave in the U.S. Did you ever see that? It's actually pretty good. Oh, that's a great name, though. Uh, so um, let's go ahead and meet our casualties. It's time to meet our casualties. Oh, my God. Kind of a who's who of uh, you know late nineties, early two thousands fucking radio or radio movie stars. I let the fucking xylophone go. Don't worry, I won't talk over it this time. And to God, here it comes. Which God? (laughs) 
There, does that fucking make you feel better? Yeah, it's so much better. Actually. All right. All right, so straight out the gate from 30 Seconds to Mars fame and other shit, Jared Leto as Paul Gardner. You may have known him from Fight Club, um, that awesome movie where he died in Rec Room for a Dream. He's also in Panic Room, and I think he was in Suicide Squad as the world's shittiest Joker. Mm, we live uh, in a society. Also, a the Snyder Cut. Joker. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I will say this about the Snyder Cut. My favorite New Year's. My two New Year's. My What the fuck is wrong with me? More Genius Here, Juice, G- please. Get that in your My body. two favorite um, April Fool's Day pranks All this right. year. Okay. Uh, one was Bruce Campbell. Um, and say? he's like fucking he's reading us he's got he's he, it's a tweeter it's a tweeter god damn are you gonna be all right buddy i'm do does anybody to, else smell eggs do you need me to hug the stupid out of you <laughs> he fucking posted a picture on twitter all right it says oops this got out and it's a fucking picture of him reading the script from um uh the dr strange movie that sam Raimi's working on no and it's you motherfucker <laughs> And it says that Dr. Str- it's basically Dr. Strange shows up at a cabin in the woods and out comes a, a man covered in blood with one hand fucking is missing and it's replaced by a chainsaw. My dick can only get so hard. And he's like, are you looking? I'm looking for a book. And he's like, does it have a human face on it? And he's like, no. He's like, well, then I haven't seen it. And so, but it's obviously. I would pay just like. I feel like it's a prank, but I can't be 100% sure. But either way, if it isn't. Awesome. If it is, good one. You know, it Ash looks legit. Technically, did show up in the Marvel universe in Army of Darkness versus Marvel Zombies. Yep, where he teams up with Dazzler and Doctor Doom. What out of it? What? Why those two? And the Necronomic? Oh man. Anyway, sorry. So, you were you were saying <laughs> that was my first one. My second one actually involves Jared Leto in the Snyder Cut, where like I forget who put it out, but they were like, man, like you know what? Like Jared Leto came back to shoot his new scenes. For with with as the Joker for this cut of the movie, and they did a great job CGing his fucking mustache off. I don't know why Josh Whedon couldn't do it, and it's like the fucking world's biggest fucking goofiest mustache on him. You and know like, what? That's a play of uh, what Caesar Romero. Uh, well, yeah, but it's because they're making fun of of oh. of Superman. Yo, ha- dude, having the bad. Maybe lip. I'm blind as fuck. I can't see any difference with it's in the beginning I, okay. of the of the thing well, um, i guess i'd have to rewatch those movies which, yeah <laughs> that's not but either way so that's just that jared leto uh sorry so alicia witt who plays natalie simon what else is she in uh vanilla sky and 88 minutes you ever see 88 minutes is that the bomb neck movie uh 88 minutes is uh it's pacino it's good Okay. Uh, then uh, I think it's Pacino, right? It's not. Uh, hey, I ain't busting your balls. It's Pacino. He came out right around the same time as Righteous Kill, which is Pacino and De Niro. 88 minutes, I think it's Yo, and Rob Deerdack's in that movie. Is he? I hate that I know that. You, yeah, that's weird. Uh, Rebecca Gay Hart as Brenda Bates. She ain't Santa Slay. <laughs> she was in Santa Slay. Hey, Scream 2. Oh, fuck, she's one of those twits. Yep, twits. Twits. (laughs) Uh, She was in Jawbreaker. From Dust Till Dawn 3, uh, starring with her boyfriend, who at the time she borrowed his car, uh, his Italian sports car, and then went joyriding. She's also in Urban Legend Final Cut. That's right. Uh, Then we've got Michael Rosenbaum as Parker Riley. He was in Pool Hall Junkies. I literally, I love this movie. Sorority Boys. Sorority Boys, yeah. Dude, it's so dumb, but so good. Oh, she kicked me in my my vagina. I love that fucking scene where it's the little rapey dude. She, 
or he, oh, because he's doing the walk. <laughs> oh no, this is different. Like I, well, it's been forever since I've seen it. But like, oh, sorry. Let me get a little closer. Let me get a little closer. Yeah. There you go. All right. So uh, the little rapey dude's trying to get up on ginormous ass Rosenbaum, and so he fucking fires him out a window and then he cra- like the little rapey dude crashes through the other side of the window like <laughs> it's one of those fuck your logic gags and i don't like know scooby doo shit yes exactly exactly yeah. i love sorority boys it's fantastic he's the flash uh yes yeah, so he's in a ton of dc animated he's animated like stuff he's the fucking flash he's like luther he's like luther in smallville he's the lex luther lex luther that doesn't fuck kids yeah it's like kevin spacey Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. What did Gene Hackman do? Just be a good actor and be a good Or the man. Lex Luthor from Lois and Clark. I remember seeing that Lex Luthor, that actor, sorry, and he no, was he walking fucked, around. He was in the fucking ferrets. And Dean... Dean... Dean Kane. Dean Kane yeah. was sitting at a table at the comic... Uh, at the Wizard World. And, like, the, it was my first Wizard World, right? So I was, like, just overly excited. And, like, oh, yeah. he was walking by taking pictures. And I was like, oh, man, hey, you were great. I loved Lois, Lois and Clark when I was growing up. And, like, Dean Kane was right there. And he was like, oh, yeah, cool, too. So, like, they were both kind of like, talking. not talking to you, Dean Kane. So they kind of chit-chatting with each other for a little bit. Like, the like the Lex Luthor, I forget his name, the actor's name. But he was taking pictures. And I was like, do you remember when you shot him with the kryptonite bullet, right? Your ex-wife was involved. I was like, that shit was dope. And then nerd security, like, carted you out. Fun fact. They were both just kind of like, uh-huh, yeah, not real. And I'm like, yeah. I know, but the man of awesome. travel's favorite Superman is Dean Kane. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Who's yours? The dead one. Christopher Reeves. Yeah, the guy that's uh, allergic to horses. That's his kryptonite. <laughs> I think he's more allergic to gravity, but all right. Yeah. Uh, well, all well, right. <laughs> we are way up here. Uh, this is how you. This is called padding for time That's when you right. only have fucking five pages of notes. Hey, eight pages put together. Uh, you know. All right, so Loretta Devine as Reese Wilson. Yo, she's sh- also in Urban Legend Final Cut. She's in Hoodlum and Crash. I love Reese. I love Reese. Uh, Joshua Jackson as Damon Brooks. He was uh, in the Mighty Ducks, the Skulls. Is uh, he? Is he an ET? Uh, Scream Two. Your boy needs to rewatch Scream 2, apparently, because I don't remember a lot of this shit. Yeah, he's in film class with them. Oh, stay away from her, you bitch. It's get away from her, you bitch. I said it the other way. Right, and he's like, I believe it's stay away from her, you bitch. This is film class, right? So people are trying to cancel Randy. Fuck that, dude. Randy's awesome. Why would you cancel Randy? What did he do? Yeah, he's like, sure, he loves... Uh, Nev Campbell, but he's not creeping on her. He's not dangerous. He's not. Oh, like, so he loves Sidney Prescott, and that's why. Well, that's weird. No, people need to shut the fuck because up he called Stu a pussy ass wet rag. Was he in fact a pussy ass wet rag? <laughs> mama's boy. No, that Billy Loomis was a mama's ah, boy. Ah, you're right. And he got killed uh, with fucking Cottonmouth Kings in the background. Yeah, you want to turn me little... into a ghost face? Kill Mrs. me. Loomis got a little knife happy. Uh, we yeah, also Jackie's got John Neville as Dean Adams. This old fuck. He's in a ton of shit, man, but I fucking forgot to write stuff down. Uh, then, of course, Daniel Harris. Yay! Uh, she plays Tosh. Well, she's going to be in that new uh, Rob Zombie's Monster remake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good script, man. That was dope. I should try to find more of that. Uh, so, um, Halloween 4 and 5, she's in the remake one and two. Uh, she's in Hatchet two and three, and she's in See No Evil two. 
And she's in The Last Boy Scout. Oh, she is in The Last Boy Scout. That's a good movie. Forgot about that. Uh, we also have Natasha Wagner as Michelle Mancini. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and she was in High School High. Oh, also Dean Adams was in High School High. Or, I'm sorry, John Neville. He was also in High School High. She sucked, dude. I hate her. I like her in this. Uh, then these last two, certainly not least, uh, Mr. Robert England plays Professor Wexler. Hell yeah. I wrote down. I've never heard of him. Oh, he's in, um, he's in, uh, behind the mask. Right? He's in Silent Night, Deadly Night. (laughs) No, he's in Deadly for, no, he's in Monkey Shines. He's in Jack Brooke Monster Hunter. There we go. I tell you what, he supplied the couch and a ride to a one Mark Hamill the Joker? in the in the in 1976 75 sure, sure. uh for the um uh f- when he auditioned for uh Luke Star Skywalker. Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Little Captain so, Kirk. Yeah, if you don't know fucking who who Bobby E is, right? Yeah, then why why are you even why are you here? Yeah. He's But join our Patreon. The Freddy, the Fredster. Frederick Krueger and Jimmy Dreamy yes. Freddy. And then last on the list here. Oh, I love him. Brad motherfucking door. We talked about him. He's Michael McDonald, the gas station attendant. That is his full credit. Do you know the gag about this? What about him being a Lakeshore Strangler? I mean, Charles Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray. No, Brad Dorf is just a fucking treat in everything. Like, even if if it's the most dog shit. Whoa, worked with Daniel Harris in fucking Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah. the remakes. Uh, this dog brings big dick energy to the shittiest fucking roles. He doesn't care. I got a lot to say about his part in this movie for sure. Cause he brings it. He brings it. We'll get to that. Okay. So, um, before we get to, uh, the, the whole thing here, the released September, 1998, which actually I bitch about nineties horror movies, but I to tell you what, 98 good year. Blade? The faculty. Yes. Disturbing Behavior. Uh, yes. Deep Rising with my boy, Treat Williams. Uh, yes. H2O. Okay. I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> Bride of Chucky. Uh, the Psycho Remake. John Carpenter's Vampires. She's got a little mahogany. <laughs> uh, Strange Land, which I do like. That's a movie. The Dentist 2. <laughs> love The Dentist. Okay. I love Corbin Burnson, dude. And then, uh, man... Here in the CNC Far Factory, this is by far one of our favorite fucking movies. If we had to make a top 10 movies of all time, this would be on the list for sure. Scooby-Doo on motherfucking Zombie Island. I, I thought you were going to say Blade. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> I, know, I left it off on purpose because you said you it. You fucking dick. And Blade. <laughs> oh, there's some motherfucker. There's always one motherfucker trying to ice get uphill. So, how to watch. Uh, you get uh, pretty much two ways of doing this. Uh, 1999 TriStar DVD with commentary and making a featurette. That's how I have it. It's it's, it's a good DVD. It's one of those uh, dual-sided DVDs, so you get uh, full screen on one side and uh, widescreen on the other. Not bad. Okay. Uh, and then the 2008 Sony Blu-ray, which has the same special features, or the 2018 Scream Factory Blu-ray with all the fixings. That's what your boys got. Yeah, I need to get a copy of that. I'll let you borrow mine. Probably do it for the podcast. Forever. So now it's time to horse around with some maniacs. One of us is really going to enjoy murdering you. So at a gas station, Michelle Mancini 
fights off an apparent attack by Michael McDonald, the stuttering attendant. Actually, it's not really. It, the way it starts out is we get Michelle Mancini, who is driving down the road, right? And uh, unbeknownst to her, as she pops in some fucking turn around, every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you never coming around. Some fucking Billy Squire. Is it? I thought it was. Oh, it's a cover of it. Um, and she's singing horribly to oh it. My, so they parody this in Scary Movie when Sydney's driving <laughs> and the radio goes, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. No, dude, Michelle cannot sing. Well, the the intro starts out with like rain in the urban legend credit. And I'm like, is this Danny Elfman? Because it sure as fuck sounds like Danny Elfman, but it isn't. So she's driving along and like you can notice that like there's something obviously wrong with her fucking suburban as this fucking like gas just keeps going down like steadily. Don't get me wrong though, this is a fucking suburban in the nineties. So yes, it, yes. Her low fuel light just turned on and she's like, Oh my god, I gotta and she's get the already gas passed now. like a nice, like fancy ass fucking like truck stop gas station and she ends up with this like small fucking like tiny ass little gas station where she stops and like it's so, super raining and it's like a, it's like one of those full service ones that you see she drives up the bell rings and like brad dorf comes out and he's like stuttering and fucking mummering and like you know just like uh well, fill her up she, she please rolls up and she starts blazing her fucking horn and i'm just like whoa rude bitch then i remembered this is 1998 yeah when things like this still existed so she hands him this very obvious fucking master card it just like sleeges it through a crack in the window. Yeah. Like, Ew, don't touch me, peasant. So he goes inside to ring it up and, and starts to fill up the gas tank for her and then comes out and he's like, stutter, and he's like, miss, there's credit card companies on the phone. You come inside. I want to speak with you. So she's kind of reluctant, so she does. She follows him inside. On the way in, do you hear it? She takes out her little fucking key fob. Boop, beep, boop. That is so 1998. Yes, That made me super hard. So she goes inside the gas station, and she sees the phone off the hook. She goes to pick it up and says hello, and it's just like the deadline. And she fucking thinks like, oh, my God. Like, she's already on edge because, like, Brad Dorf is very off-putting. Yes, yes. Right. And she he tries to stop her from leaving, and he's like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. Like, there's... He's trying to like. Yeah, there's something I gotta tell you. She beats the shit out of him. Beats she, the fucking shit out of him, and all he is trying to do is fucking help. Uh, so this pisses me off to no mean. She fucking comes into this gas station and she does like a peripheral thing. It's like, oh yeah, sorry, I know you're some like Yale jerk or whatever, but this is how the fucking middle class makes a living, kind of shit. But also. To that extent of that facade, why did he even bother with a phone off the hook? Yeah, I have. I mean, I, I don't know. Make her more comfortable. It's bad writing. Moving I, on. I don't know because <laughs> this is. I like. I mean, spoilers. I like this movie, but this is my favorite scene from the entire fucking movie, and it's mainly due to Brad Dorf. Michelle sucks. Brad Dorf or Michael McDonald is the fucking. He's idiot. fucking chewing the scene up, man. He so she fucking takes the phone, throws it at him. Breaks out the window of the gas station, then fucking Kicks hops him through on it. the way out. Yeah, she, fuck you, and gets in her fucking car and starts to drive off. She doesn't even, and he's chasing her. She doesn't even take the fucking gas pump out. She fucking drives off in the fucking gas, so she just fucking comes breaking off out of her gas tank. Because she's a fucking snooty ass white bitch who's expecting to get shit for free. She just drove away with a free tank of gas. Right? She's the fucking criminal here. Yeah, and he's just trying. He's stuttering. He's trying to scream. He's just stop. stop. 
stop. And then like, this is the best part, dude. I get goosebumps. I get, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just think about goosebumps. There's there's someone in the back seat. I'd say Brad, calm down. You've already received, received your golden globe, but uh, (laughs) yeah, you are another one. Dude, so let me just jump in real quick. Michelle speeds off with her free tank of gas because she doesn't understand the concept of a hard day's work, and she puts on her favorite jam. Now that's what I call white privilege as she (laughs) speeds away and uh, notices she's involuntarily become an Uber driver (laughs) as there's a backseat driver who hacks her head off with a fucking axe. So, yeah, this, like... Uh, shadowed face in a fucking parka. That's right. Like sits up out of nowhere with this massive fucking fireman's ass, his double sided axe, and fucking just lobs Michelle's head off. Uh, so do you know? Like, do you have good? Do you have trivia on this? Or? Yeah, I got some trivia. On All this. right, well, I'll shut up then. But so we have death number one, Michelle. How's my driving? Ask <laughs> my supervisor. And then this. The scene kind of ends a little weirdly because, like, the axe chops her head off and breaks the driver's side window. And then it sort of, like, disappears. Just the axe. The camera lingers on the broken window, but the axe literally just kind of fades out. Let's think of this from a killer's point of view. Like, it disintegrates or something. It's weird. It's the number one rule. Don't touch the driver. Don't lob your driver's head off with an axe because you're going to fucking, like... wreck off the road or some shit and anyway go ahead oh i forgot before she was listening to billy squire she turned on the pendleton campus radio where we heard uh sasha giving out sex advice played by tara reed last thing i want is sex advice from tara so the next evening on pendleton university campus voluptuous radio host sasha played by tara reed when she was worth a fuck pre-smoking and alcohol Uh, receives calls from sexually inexperienced students and offers advice. Across campus, her frat boy boyfriend, Parker, relates to Natalie and her best friend, Brenda, on how one of the campus halls, Stanley Hall, had been the site of a massacre in 1973. Uh, He goes on to say, like, uh, this... He what did he have like oh he just used this like had a knife and he goes into Stanley Hall like, and he knock, knocks knock. on everybody's door and anyone who any student who answered got their throat slit and those who didn't survive the night and there was only supposedly one survivor and they're like um I heard the story this every campus has a story like this like this and he's like no this is this is fucking true like we have a party every year at my fraternity to. Uh, to commemorate this whole thing. And then that's when Paul shows up and he just discredits the whole thing. He's like, this never fucking happened. No, would you say that killer's pulling a DMX by knock, knock, open up your door, deliver? <laughs> Not even in my notes. <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum is the shit in this scene. <laughs> I do. I love Michael Rosenbaum. It's like, do you think he's kind of this movie's Matt Lillard? And Jared Leto is such a shit and Michael Rosenbaum and him are just fucking like giving shit to each other fucking back and forth. Uh, we've also got uh, Joshua you, Jackson or Pacey fucking hanging out, too. Did you catch the L7 and fucking OG Manson poster in the prior mm-hmm. scene? That was good shit. Uh, and then uh, we get the we get the kind of this back and forth about how um, I'm just going to call her Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, Brenda. And uh, I, has got, I've got a crush on Paul, the in journalist. The, in the subtitles, they even refer to her as Deborah sometimes. So, <laughs> hey, wait, wait to be Screen Factory. <laughs> Uh, her and Natalie are going back and forth about how she's got the hots for Paul Jared Leto. Um, so but why? news quickly has spread of Michelle's death across campus, and Dean Adams tries to discredit the reports that the killer may be a student. So 
Paul um, has like kind of written this whole article on the Pendleton Gazette or whatever the hell it fuck it's called, like the campus newspaper, yeah. about like, hey, this is you know Michelle was murdered. It's probably somebody. He <laughs> makes he makes the security guard fucking go and pick up all the fucking copies that he's got given out. So he's like, hey Reese, go grab all this fucking shit. Um, you know, just basically tramping all over the fucking First Amendment rights of Paul there. Did we miss the uh, Robert England Pop Rock shit? Did that happen? Or I'm taking loose notes on this. Um, I thought this happened after that. You know what? It did. You know, yeah, my bad. I I mixed them up. It does. It happens right before this. Thank oh, you, because oh. they're leaving that class. My I, bad. My bad. I got some fire on that. Sorry, not trying yeah. to discombobulate. No, you no, you're right. Up, I man. fucked up. So that's right. So Nachos is correct. So, um. The next day before the shit I just talked about, and I apologize for the dear listen, I'm going back and forth here. Um, all the kids are in uh, Professor Wexler's, like, basically an urban legend class. Yeah, straight up. That's exactly what it is. Like, I don't really know what, what the actual class is, but he just only talks about urban legends. Imagine going to some Ivy League fucking high prestige falutin shit, and, like, that's a class you have to pay money to take. I mean, like, that's fun, but, like, can I get a degree off of this? No, I'm, I'm a trust fund kid. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. The, I took loose notes as well, but the first third of the movie is, is the best. Uh, so, uh, so Robert England's basically given story. First, he runs down about um, the babysitter. That's right. And it's like, oh, hey, have you checked on the children lately? The calls are coming from inside the house. And he's like, who heard this story? And everyone's like, me. And like Brenda's like, oh, this happened to a girl in my town. And he's like, this happened to every fucking girl in every fucking town. This is an urban legend. I fucking love Bobby E. But with that bow tie, he kind of looks like Orville Redenkruger. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <clears throat> So then they they jump to the whole pop rock shit with Mikey and all that. Mikey likes it, and then fucking Joshua Jackson. I'm sorry, Damon. Well, because so Rebecca Gerhardt's like, um, or Brenda, <laughs> she's got a good little bit ca here. Called up to the stage, mm -hmm. and uh, he's like, "Hey, you want some of these?" He's like, "Yeah, pop rocks. They pop in your mouth." He's like, "Cool, fucking eat some." Professor Wexler gives us some fucking pop rocks, and uh, he's like, "Okay, now wash it down with this." And it's a fucking can of she Pepsi. Back, she's, she's like, like "No," nope. she's like, "No, that makes your guts fucking explode." like swallowing a big load and he's like oh does anyone else want to try it so then fucking joshua jackson fucking runs up damon with his fucking eminem hair right and he's not the only one if you look in the scene where you see professor wexler or robert england in the his hair's like that too yeah, it's fucking it's dyed blonde too but he's got a gray beard <laughs> who are you fooling bobby oh my god so like when denise richard goes up do you hear somebody in the crowd unironically makes the yo baby austin powers i almost threw up in my scotch a glass now bobby a glass of scotch it was gross. i don't have it in the trivia but he got the script and at this point was trying to sort of be done with with yeah with horror but he liked it so much like the premise he's like i will be in your movie and he, I love him in it. I wish he got more scenes because this whole class scene is fantastic. He still creeps. He still has time to creep. So anyway, so Damon goes up. He takes the Pop Rocks. He drinks the fucking soda. And he's like, it's no big deal. And then like, where's his golden glove for this fucking, fucking performance? Fakes, like he's exploding. And like everybody gets super fucking worried. He like literally throws himself down the fucking like dais of the stage there. I like how the fucking spotlight follows him. Like in that college class, there's spotlight text and shit. <laughs> Whatever. Who's, who's working the spotlight? And he fucking pukes it up. And then he just kind of gets up he's and like, then fucking. Yeah, I am. Right. 
Parker's like, yeah, that's my boy. My friend's an asshole like me. <laughs> and everybody's super pissed, but I'm not. No, it's good. Shit. This was fucking great. So then Natalie and uh, Brenda go outside. That's when the news of Michelle's death has spread across campus. And the dean is trying to discredit the paper from saying that it was this was a killer on campus and it was a student who's been doing it. Yeah, Dean Buzz Killington. So as Natalie is shaken by Michelle's death, prankster Damon offers uh, to talk to her about it because she's inside her room and she's like, everyone's like, oh, you really seem upset about this. Do you know Michelle? And she's like, no, not at all. Then she goes into her fucking closet and pulls out a fucking high school yearbook and it's fucking Natalie and Michelle or the fucking... uh, uh, they were they're on the cheer squad together. Butthole brigade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were co cheer captains of of their high school. So she clearly Remember knew her when we were co cheer captains. We still are, baby. Oh, it's like being a marine. Once you're yeah, a cheer captain, that's what it's like. <laughs> always a cheer captain. Uh, Support your vets. So it's like, okay, something's fucking up. Like Natalie knew Michelle, but she's lying about it. So at this time, Parker's like, hey. You want to talk about it? He's like, I know I got a bad rep around campus, but I'm kind of a douche. I'm a pretty good listener, and I got a car. And at this point, I just I got to call you out on this. We've totally ignored two separate Daniel Harris, Goth Daniel Harris appearances. Her role is pretty much I'm on Goth aim, talking about like who wants to put lithium in my pussy. Yes. So yeah, Natalie comes in earlier and. I just didn't write it down, but she's like, she walks in. Daniel Harris is her fucking roommate, dude, and she's just fucking. She is getting ass fucked by some fucking Marilyn Manson looking dude, and Ned is like, oh, it was probably that dude from Bright of Chucky. My bad. I'll just uh, go over here. Turn off the light, bitch. We're getting fucking busy. Fucking slapping bodies here, and that's thrusting kinda, and busting. That's kind of gross because, like, those rooms are about the size of the CNC fart factory. And we got to share that. Go fuck in the laundry room, you desolate twat. That's a pretty big fucking dorm. Yeah, that's that's what they say. And also, stabbing Westward's playing. Yeah, it is. And on the side note, what what actually outside of Nirvana? What what is lithium? Uh, so. We didn't Google that. Yeah, we didn't. You know what? To the Google. To the I'll look it up right you now. You know what? I'll buy I some think time. it's I thought it was a downer or something that people but no, if you're depressed, you wouldn't take it. Well, uh so anyway, Daniel Harris plays Gothy McGotherson, aka what I used to fucking It is a mood stabilizer. It oh. is used to treat mood disorders such as mania. Yo, you got some lithium? Or hypomania. Yo, you got some lithium? I think your boy could benefit from it. <laughs> but we got goth smoke show Daniel Harris, who uh, she'd catch a case of the good old-fashioned Alabama mouthfuckings. If you For know real. Saying. Yeah. She's practically running around in a corset and panties the entire movie. And I'm all right with that. Well, her entire scenes, I should say. It's not the entire movie. Um, So... Sorry, not to throw you off. Uh, So uh, Damon and Natalie then go for a little, little drive there, right? <laughs> And he's like, here's a singular beer to warm you up. Yeah, he's like, oh, my fucking car fucking struggles to start. But he's like, here, here, this will warm you up. And it's just like a fucking warm backseat beer. Yeah, it's like a Coors Banquet. And this dude has like, and I don't don't get it because like this is Ivy League shit. And this dude has like a beater. Like, well, it runs, so it's better than my car. So (laughs) barely. But it barely fucking runs, right? So So he takes her out to the fucking woods. What song? uh, plays on the radio oh he fucking yeah he starts the car and it's i don't want to wait for us to be over I'm fucking paula lie, cole dude. fucking starts up that made me pretty fucking weak he's even he's great about it he's like oh fuck this song 
I mean, don't they do that in another horror movie? Something very similar to that. I think it happens a lot with things that he's in. You know what? If that's your running gay, go for it, buddy. I that's like good it. Shit. I like it. I'm not mad at him. Man did Dawson's Creek. I ain't mad at it. He did a lot of other shit too. I like the skulls. So that's not the kid from E.T.? No, the kid uh, from E.T. was in Suicide Kings. Well, then I got a couple jokes that aren't going to fucking rock later on. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so Damon's pretending to be this good listener. Oh, my God, yeah. You got the, got the little dialogue there? Uh, he, he's breaking down. He's like, yeah, I had a girlfriend, and she died. And, and then he just kind of, like, glimpses over at Natalie or whatever, and she's like, oh, that's unfortunate. And then he goes, yeah, she had a, a syndrome or something, and I was fucking dying because, <laughs> you know, my my girlfriend died of a syndrome. Then he goes in for the fucking kiss, and she just kind of fucking belts him across the face. You know what? Good for you, honey. Yeah. Good for you. It's like, what the fuck's your problem? And he's like, uh. All right, wasted joke. Uh, he was trying to feel on her heart light, if you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> so in that parallel universe, that would have been a real banger. So Damon's like, fine, if I could take it back, but I gotta take a piss first. Okay, why the fuck does he just go turn around and pee? Well, then we wouldn't have this movie. Right. I just like, oh, I gotta go walk four miles out to go pee. So he fucking takes a little walk in the woods while fucking Natalie sits in the car, and then Damon is attacked by the killer who basically fucking hangs a noose around his fucking neck and lifts him up from a tree. Did you say anus? <laughs> anus. <laughs> Uh, and we see that the rope is actually tied to the car. But what Natalie doesn't see is that Damon is barely hanging above the car. Just tip. And after all these fucking talks about urban legends and like the one about the killer scratch, scratch, scratch on the car door and shit like that, she kind of hears this noise and it's Damon sneakers barely touching the fucking top of the like car. Tap, tippy toe tap dancing. And she starts to get fucking freaked out as the killer appears right in front of the fucking car in the headlights. So fucking Natalie gets in the driver's seat and fucking hits the fucking gas, nails the killer who fucking lands on the hood, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, damn, how's this motherfucker going to get back up? But as she's driving away, the fucking rope tightens and starts to pull, and it fucking hangs Damon yeah. from the fucking tree and fucking kills him until it fucking breaks, and then he fucking slams right down onto the fucking hood of the car. Bashes through the windshield. Yep. So the killer takes off. Natalie's fucking freaked out. We have death number two, Damon. Oof, I guess Natalie's not into hung dudes. Yeah. Uh, so Natalie then uh, heads back to the campus, grabs campus security, Reese. Reese. Yeah. Um, and she's like, hey, this is fucking crazy shit happened on the woods. My fucking buddy died, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so they head back to the scene of the crime, but the car and Damon's body and the killer are nowhere to be found. What she find? A singular beer can. And Cincinnati, Jeff, we've been over this several times. How many beers have you drank to the point where you fucking hallucinate? You don't. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen like that. I love when Natalie comes in and busts in on Reese. Oh, she's my God. Is she watching coffee or is that Foxy Brown? Oh, fuck. Uh, yes. And then they use uh, Rob Zombie's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this snippet because uh, I'm going to make a really good monstrous movie. Because she's watching the fucking movie and she's got her gun out. What is that? Is it like a Walter PP22 or some shit? It's it's the short bit. 
It's the it's Leon's gun. It's a gun. Yeah. That's right. And she has her finger on the fucking trigger. Right, pointing at the fucking TV. There, I, saying the fucking lines along with the movie. Now, I wish she just would have shot the TV. Honestly. Yeah. And when fucking Natalie busts in, she's like, oh, what, what is it, sweetheart? I, I wasn't acting a damn fool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't being inappropriate with this gun. So, uh, obviously, Reese is like, don't waste my fucking time. Hockey bitch be tripping. Right. So the next day, uh, Natalie tells Brenda, Parker, and Sasha about Damon, but they deny her story and try to convince her that it's an elaborate prank. She's like, look, Damon's the fucking He's campus not- prankster. He's probably fucking out shacked up with some chick or a fucking bachelor party last minute kind of shit. You know. It's like he, yeah, he's he's fucking at like doing ten k. Yeah, he's on a skate trip. Shit, yeah. fucking Tony Parker. Hawk, Parker's just making fucking excuses left and right for like, hey, it's my, I mean, he's kind of my best friend, but yeah, he would totally leave town without oh. telling me. Okay, Loki, are you kind of getting some uh, Ryan great value Ryan Reynolds Van Wilder vibes off of uh, Rosenbaum? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. just double checking. Which I didn't. Well, I guess this would come first. This would have been first. I think Van Wilder was in the early aughts. Oh, yeah, you're right, buddy. You're right. Yeah. So um, Natalie is stunned that they don't believe her as she realizes that two murders are now connected with urban legends. And so her. Natalie goes to the library. I've never been to a library. Oh, hold up. Let me jump in real quick. Is it like a strawberry? Yes. Uh, let me jump in real quick. Oh, no, I'm tripping. I skipped through that because this goes on forever. <laughs> My bad. So Natalie goes to the library. <laughs> it's like, like Mayberry. <laughs> the bookatorium. Right, the library to read on urban legends. Um, as she runs into Sasha and they read about several legends, including the method in which Damon was killed and another where gang members kill anyone who warns them about their headlights. So basically, if you're driving down the road and you see a car that has no headlights... Don't turn on your heart lights. Don't flash at them. Bring it back! Uh, because that's the, that they'll turn around and kill you as part of an initiation. She even awfully uh, quickly stumbles across the... Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? Right. Hmm. Wonder why that would come, come to play, play later. Um, so while she is away, her goth roommate, Tosh, yes. is on the campus instant messenger program. Uh, VampireGoth.com. Unfortunately, I shut it down before I... Also, she's listening to Monster Magnet, which that's not goth jams. Did I miss something? Like... I always thought it was kind of weird, dirt trash butt rock. Well, I mean, no, I don't know. What I, the fuck is that voice? Well, what I, goblin climbed out of your... Well, I like Monster Magnet. Yeah, you would, you fucking... Space Lord, Mother Mother. Dirt trash butt rock goblin. Dude, fuck you, dude. That's awesome. I bought that album at Slackers Yeah, I'm for sure you fucking did, One dollar and listen to that track. And then I had a over shiny and over. fucking coaster. Actually, I really liked that album. I really yeah, did. Yeah, you would. I very much enjoyed it. Dude, yeah. I got my fucking money's worth out of that dollar. I bought it. Kevin Bell bought the same one. And that same day, he bought that Stabbing Westward album. Uh, that's fucking, yep. Dude, the same fucking Stabbing Westward album. That's a banger, man. So Goth angst, get at me, bro. I like Monster Magnet, whatever. Yeah, uh, so she's, she's, she's chatting up some, some hunky boy. On fucking stlpunk.com. boy. <laughs> Yo, I... Moving on. On slipmylithium.com. And, uh... <laughs> Slip up in my lithium. Okay, I'm... Here, let me get more genius juice. And come me. up in my guts.com. Um, and... In my back cave. She's like, hey, when can you... Like, basically, just like, I'm fucking open for business. When can you be over here for some thrusting and busting? 
other guy's like, fucking soon. She's like, how soon? She's like, I'm going to go get ready. What room are you in? And she fucking steps out and fucking goes to the bathroom for like legitimately fucking three seconds to look at herself. Let out the fucking stench trench. Yeah, it's like, you can't fucking do this in your room. Then she goes back and then he's answered her and the answer to her question of what room are you in is yours, all capital letters. And she's like, what? Oh, fuck. And then the fucking killer comes out of nowhere in that big ass fucking snow parker isn't wearing the entire time and just the fucking strangles her dude and fucking holds her down on the bed harder daddy and at this time natalie comes home and is in the room she goes to fucking turn on the lights and she's like oh i learned my lesson the first time last time i fucking saw your fucking heart-shaped poop shoot getting fucking railed i don't think i want to fucking see this again so i'm gonna keep them fucking lights off while you're making them sex noises i don't want to see your chocolate starfish and (laughs) your fucking (laughs) hot dog flavored water bun But she does pick up like a little bottle of pills that says lithium on the side. Yeah, she's, she's like, like oh, mm. so she fucking goes to lay down and she fucking puts on some music while fucking some white bitch music. Tosh is just getting fucking choked in the background. She wakes up the next morning and she goes to fucking uh, wake up Tosh, who is just now dripping with blood and her fucking wrist have been slit and it looks like she's committed suicide. Mm. But as she turns around. Written in blood on the wall is, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? No, it says, aren't you glad you didn't say orange? Man, sorry, it's every time you're drinking. All right, so I got, oh, dude, this is the best part. So, like, the paramedics come up, and it's, oh, wait. So, oh, no, so prior to, Natalie's walk into her her room and kind of thing, and one of her little fucking buddies is like, Hey, you know, be careful. It sounds like Elvira is raising a little more than the dead in there. Yeah, that's good shit. All right, so uh, death number three, Tosh. That's weird. I thought blood play was more of a rocky rockabilly thing. Who knew? So as they're, like, wheeling her out on the gurney kind of thing, one of her buddy goes, didn't she always look like that? <laughs> oh, she's like, no, it's not even her buddy. It's like some fucking snooty, stupid bitch. She's like, don't worry, fellas. And she's yelling it to the paramedics. She always looked like that. Yo, that reminds me of a story real quick. I'm going to interject. So my brother told me this because uh, I get drunk sometimes. Mm-hmm. You remember a little bar called Johnny Sidebar? Oh, yeah. I love that place. Okay. So apparently uh, we were there and we were getting fucking hammered and some dude like started having a stroke or season out or something. And, uh, oh, yeah, shit got real serious for a second. And I fucking, you know, people are like, whoa, you know, like there's a circle around them. And I come and I go, stand back, everybody. You know, they make a clearing and I just, I go over and I do the pulse. I was like, this man needs ass to mouth. <laughs> and my brother's like, no, no, no. And he just, it's just like him dragging me. I'm like, I'm a professional. <laughs> so that's a true story. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and um, you know I, why I know that story? Why? Because I was that boy. <laughs> and I was that. I fucking hate you, Putman. You're an asshole, Putman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that kid was, but I hope he's all right. And I hope somebody did, in fact, give him ass to mouth. <laughs> so now, while talking with the dean and Reese, Natalie realizes that neither of them or the police are treating Tasha's death as a murder and instead are treating it as a suicide. And Natalie's in obvious disbelief. Uh, so she decides to team up with Paul, who agrees with her that some strange things are going on now to help solve this building mystery that's going on. Honest, Natalie needs to shut the fuck up because you know what she gets? Straight A's Straight for the A's. rest of the fucking semester. Right? Same. 
cops don't like it when you do this. Oh, that's a great movie, too. We should do that at some point. Oh, what is that? That's uh, Dead Men on Campus. Dead Men on Campus. Yeah, that's fucking good. With, with Are you Zach singing Morris. fucking show tunes? No. You don't even have a fucking accent. Got some beers. Let's drink them. That was not a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking college classic. Oh, man. That is a fun one, dude. Uh, all right, so... Natalie theorizes that the that the murders have something to do with the anniversary of the Stanley Hall massacre. But once again, Paul discredits the events, basically saying, look, like what? Like, there's no way that like, this university has the kind of money to hush up the fucking national media, the police, fucking they everybody do, that though. was here. They do. Though. And it's like, this is kind of a fucking Ivy League place. I'm sure that they fucking would. Dude, is this the part where they talk to the janitor? Yeah, so they snoop around and they the steps. Yeah, who fucking go to the janitor. No slippery sign or nothing. And this dude looks like a straight up serial killer. I'm pretty sure that is fucking three fingers from a uh, wrong turn. So he's the second serial killer, right? He's not known in the movie, but basically when you mop the stairs and the hallways without a wet floor sign, you're kind of like one of those nurses who like hurts your patients on purpose for attention. That's what he's doing. So uh, when I was a cleaner, he's like opening up lawsuits for the school so that he can get brought into court to have friends. Right. Uh, so when I was a cleaning lady, despite my physical handicap, uh, I was really <laughs> fucking hungover. And uh, I screamed, she needs ass to mouth. No, uh, I uh, stole a bunch of Nazi memorabilia. Uh, no, commandeered. And that's a different story. <laughs> I accidentally, uh, instead of using like cleaning agents on the top of this wooden, you know, staircase, I pledged it. <laughs> and so like my boss was walking up it and then like fucking flipped off. And, and then like, my boss rode down it. And then like died. And, uh can we edit that out? That's kind of bad. <laughs> no, I had I, to get my own ride home. Yeah. In the back of a police car. <laughs> no, but like if you're in somebody's house, you don't track muddy shoes. So you take your shoes off. So like she almost ate shit on like a third floor story thing. And then I was like, oh, my bad. She's like, you think? Did we not pledge this one stare? It's weird. Well, you know, life lessons. We learned everything. What was day. really weird about it, though, is that there were carpet stairs. I know, right? <laughs> So was, why was it so slick? It was actually somebody took a bunch of wigs and then made like, <laughs> okay, I'm done. Go ahead. Nazi wigs. All right. So they meet up with the janitor. I'm sorry. They, they snoop it around and they run across the janitor who's like, you should check out Professor Wexler. He might have some fucking shit for you. Does that do kind of remind you? He's like, hey, this milk could be our milk. And he's, he'd be like, <laughs> I'd rather have a beer. Miss Lippy <laughs> drives a red car. So the janitor, Professor Snape. No doubt. <laughs> Uh, hints that uh, Wexler might know something. Um, and so they break into his office. They do. Uh, so they snoop around and they find a secret room. Yeah. What? Which is kind of badass. And inside the room is they see an axe, but it is not the same axe that we saw uh, in Michelle's death. You are correct. Uh, we also see a parka, the exact same parka hanging on the door there. You are also correct. Yeah. Owned by Red Herring. Um, um, um. So uh, they hear the D or sorry, they hear Professor Wexler come in. So they hide in the room, hear him fuck around for a little bit and then leave. So they exit out the secret room, go to close a cabinet. But what's he doing? He's creeping right behind that shit. He's like, can I help you motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> so now caught, uh, they end up in the Dean's office with Wexler. Um, the Dean lets them know that uh, Paul's been fired from his journalist job 
by the editor of the paper. Well, he sucks. And then he also brings up Natalie's past about her misdemeanor for vehicular manslaughter. Oh, that little bugaboo? That little hiccup? She's like, oh, that happened after I was accepted. He's like, yeah, because you fucking wouldn't be here otherwise. Well, my parents are white and rich, so <laughs> the real villain of this movie is white privilege. <laughs> So after increasingly accumulating paranoia causes Natalie to damage some school property, Natalie reveals her mysterious past to Brenda. Oh, Basically this- what happened is uh, Natalie goes to find Brenda to s- explain what's going on, and she sees her swimming mm-hmm. in the school pool and uh, approached by another individual in a, this a, apparently fucking very popular fucking snow park in the middle of May. A popular parkarian. Yes. Uh, so it's May, it's April. It's May. It's it's in the Northeast somewhere. But Dude, so like, it's too hot for fucking clothes like this. I have it's just and they're damn, indoors. It's too damn hot for a penguin to be hanging around. So Brenda, look, it looks like she's about to be murdered in the pool, and Natalie's in like some sort of fucking like viewing room, and she's freaking out. So she fucking tries to break the glass with this chair, and it turns out that it's just another chick who wants to go for a it's swim. Like her swim. Ca- it's uh, do you remember that stupid movie Swim Fan? Yes. The movie was fucking dumb. It was dumb, but that chick was spot on with being crazy. Oh, my God. Like, uncomfortable. Dude, yeah. Okay, well, fuck that movie. But, yeah. Because it's her, it's that crazy chick, and then the dude from, like, the young kid from uh, Hackers. Act the planet. We're in. Uh, But, so, anyway, Natalie. So, the theme of this movie is white bitches flipping the fuck out over nothing. Bitches be tripping. White bitches be tripping. Right? So, Natalie's fucking freaking out. She breaks the fucking window. Brenda's like, what the fuck's your problem? It's like the chick takes off her parka, and she's like, yeah, I'm just here to fucking swim. So, that's when Natalie. She's like, I don't want to be blasting nips around campus, so I got to park these dogs down. You know, Natalie reveals I gotta put him in the dog parka. I don't know why they'd fucking again wearing these fucking hot ass coats. Natalie reveals now to Brenda her mysterious past. One night, Natalie and Michelle, the dead girl from earlier, reenacted an urban legend. They were driving with their headlights turned off, and they are pursued by the first driver who flashed them. A good Samaritan. Right? Who starts flashing them and it causes him to run off the road and die in a car crash. So this whole scene, it's like these chicks are in hot pursuit and they're flashing their brights. And every time they hit their high beams, it makes this <laughs> noise. <laughs> so, you, yes, you know, it was fucked up. My brights were making that noise about a week ago. So I took them into the shop and they took care of it the same day. Just saying. <laughs> good. And you didn't kill anyone. Moving on. <laughs> that I know of. Well. Or at least that I know. Well, a stranger is a person you haven't killed yet. Right. <laughs> uh, so Brenda is horrified by this story and suggests that they both attend Parker's party that night to take their mind off recent events and the fact that Natalie is kind of sort of a murderer. I heard it was a good party, but we got fucking caught yeah. up at Stanley Hall. She's a murderly erdler. That's not Flanders. He's done his homework. Natalie reluctantly goes. That's the end of the movie. Bye. <laughs> uh, but that evening, Dean Adams. I have old honky. <laughs> old Dean honky. Is heading to his car uh, when he is scared by Reese, the security guard. Well, first thing, he checks the back seat for the murder. He, he does. He does. Which I still do this day. And so uh, he's like, Reese, nothing's nothing's going on. Everybody's cool. I'm just a little high strung. Uh, 
Don't fucking do anything. Don't call the police. Don't do nothing. Call me first. I'm the man in charge. I'm white. You're not. And but it's like, yeah. whoa, it's easy, like, buddy. And then she's like, well, hold up, motherfucker, motherfucker. Yeah. She's like, I watch a lot of Foxy Brown. So I'm practically a cop, and I wish my tits was that big. And we got some dead-ass honkies on campus. I feel and- like Reese is kind of hiding some sweater puppies in there, though. Oh, you think, like, she's got, like, a bulletproof uh, vest holding that bulletproof chest down? Yeah, like All coffee. Right. I okay. like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got some big dogs in there. All right, so, and then. Boom, boom, chicka, 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 boom, So, anyway. <laughs> So it's like, and we still can't find Damien, whatever the fuck. And then it's like, and then Dean goes, well, Damien's probably shacked up in a hotel with a girl or a guy or a farm animal or an atomic scarecrow. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, weren't you ever 18? And she goes, I wasn't that kind of 18. That's good shit. Yeah, sorry, Dean. We didn't have your fucking money to buy ourselves out of trouble. Yeah, you old honky ass bitch. So she walks off. He again checks the back seat, and then gets in his car. But before he actually can get in, uh, he hears a noise, turns around, and the killer is hiding underneath fucking switchblade. Gets fucking Herman monster slices Sl- fucking Achilles tendons, and he falls down and starts to crawl away. Yeah. As he's bleeding from his tendons. And here's the crazy thing here. This is where I kind of call Stop it a bullshit. Stop, and roll, motherfucker. The killer comes and fucking pops the car into neutral and starts to push it forward at the Dean. It's kind of a downhill angle. But the Dean, seeing this happening, like is trying to crawl away, but he doesn't move out of the way of the car, which is clearly going straight. Oh, you mean like Prometheus? Like, it's just Fuck that slowly movie. moving on, and the Dean is just kind of like, I'm going to stick with it. Well, what's going to move faster, an old BMW or an old honky? So by the time the car catches up to an the old Dean, wasp. it runs him down and pushes him on the on fucking the tire spikes. spikes. Did you catch his license plate? No, what did it say? Uh, it, nothing cool. It's like the license plate said Maine, and there's a picture of a lobster and the little thing said, don't tread on me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen to that irony. Don't tread on me and it fucking tread on him. That's not even my joke. Death number four, Dean Adams. Dead ass Dean Adams got smashed when he was trying to ghost ride the whip. So later on, Reese is now patrolling the university and uh, she comes across uh, the janitor <laughs> It's like, what are you doing here? My job, bitch. Building's closed after 10. You're trying to scare shit out of me? I like it. It's it's not in the subtitles, but it goes, they ADR it. He goes, boo. Yeah, it's good. Actually, that was him trying to mac on her, like, you're my boo. But, like, he's down tart, so he can't make all the words good. <laughs> so she ends up going to patrol or check out Professor Wexler's office, which has been trashed. And as she's roaming around, she slips in a pool of blood and falls down. Meanwhile, Paul has discovered the Stanley Hall massacre actually occurred, and Wes, Wex, Wexler. Take two. Wesker! Wesker! Wexler was the sole survivor. So now we are at the party uh, that Parker's throwing at the uh, at the local fucking fraternity that we I don't think we get like a, a Greek letter for or anything. It's just the fraternity there at. at at the uh, campus. This midterm that's also on Halloween kind of Badass fucking house, though. Oh, yeah. It's it's a bro house. Yeah, it's like bro a hut. Like a bro party. Massacre. massacre. Party three. Yeah, probably the third anniversary. So bro dude party massacre. Only if Andrew <clears throat> WK or Larry King shows up. So Natalie is there with Brenda, 
or sorry, Natalie shows up, finds Brenda, and she's like, I go get us some drinks. It's like right on. Then Paul shows up. That's what good friends do. And Paul's like, hey, uh, I think some shit's about to fucking go down. I think the fucking Wexler has snapped due to the traumatic events that happened on the anniversary of all the fucking people in Stanley Hall. So he tells Parker about it, and Parker's like, oh, okay, everybody should fucking go. Got it. And he's like, everybody fucking kill the music. And clearly he's being a shit, but he fucking leans into it, and he's like, uh, hey, everyone, Paul says we should all go home. They're like, boo. So do you know how, actually, I love what you did there, but I got to jump in a little back. So Parker is getting Hootie, his adorable West Highland White Terrier, more commonly known as Westies, a beer bong, while horrible white people listen to Casey and the Sunshine Band's roller coaster of love. Do you catch this fucking nerd? This little dude slides up to Tara Reed. Oh, yeah, oh, dude. God, you're, I was like, did I just wreck all the lines? He's like, so clearly this is a producer's friend or like Brian Mesca from Bloody Horror Yeah, because there's something. like the DJ's playing the music and there's like screaming also like kind of being mixed in. And he's like, that sounds so real because it's a lift from a real 911 call. It's like, keep it in your pants, fuck boy. Yeah, it's fucking, he sounds like uh, John, what's his nuts? He's like, there's some guy in the bushes, man. What is he doing? I don't know. I don't know, man. From fucking uh, half-baked uh, John... Um, Stewart. Stewart, thank yes, you. Yes, the Black Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, okay, so in the background, did you catch a specific uh, mask from a yeah, specific... Yeah, uh, little Halloween 3 fucking uh, skull mask. Yes, Marshall Hampton's favorite film, Marshall right? Hampton. And it's course, weird, because it was not horse. hanging from a security camera. No, no, it was... Hanging dong. Which is normally where, where I recognize from. Now, because um, I did ask you while we are on the break there... This is the Don Post. Yes, yes. Mask. Uh, now they. What was the run for that? By the way. So okay. Did Don Post make the original set? Uh so dude, I think this is how this breaks down. Is Don Post did, uh, the witch and the skeleton, and then for Halloween three, Marshall Hampton's uh, favorite movie of the horrible horror. Um, consult with this episode. It's it's the best horror horror podcast. Check it out. Yeah. They do the worst of the worst, so you don't have to. They're, they're the best. So, uh, yeah, so they made the jack-o'-lantern mask for Halloween 3. All right. But then later on, Trick-or-Treat Studios would do a repressing, so, like, that's where mine are from. Yeah, I got the Trick-or-Treat skull. You got the, um, you have the witch and the pumpkin? Yes. I know I have the pumpkin, but the witch one, whoa, that's up for debate. I thought you grabbed it. What, what, where did I get that from? That's weird. <laughs> a relationship fire. That's where I got it hey, from. Fuck, you bought it. I know. Uh, so are we, at, are we at the scene where uh, it's fucking Natalie and... So Parker's like oh, you know, fucking chiming in with Paul. This yes. is after he he gave Hootie the, the fucking beer bong. Which, by the way, like he force feeds this fucking dog beer out of a bong. You never force feed your dog's beers. Just let them get it organically. Uh, so he's giving Paul shit, and he's making Paul the fucking enemy of the party. And like, boo! And he's like, yeah, fuck it, turn that shit up. And then Terry Reed's like, Parker, you're a real asshole. And he's like, what? I'm just having fun. I gotta graduate soon. Blah, 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 blah. All right, but before that scene, we have it's Paul and Natalie, and they're upstairs. And no, they're no, this is after that. So then Paul and Natalie go upstairs, because Paul's like, I gotta, I gotta fucking talk European to you more about this cut? shit. Uh, so they go upstairs, and they're, like, on the landing and shit like that, and mm -hmm. they're talking about fucking Wexler, like, kind of being crazy and, like, like that. So they have this, like, little romantic moment, sort of, mm -hmm. you know, with, like, thousands of people around them, and they share a little kiss just 
as the smitten Brenda comes in with these two fucking massive ass beers. Fuck yes, because she's still a champion. Yeah. And what does she She says something like really snooty, like, here, this one's light beer. This one's yours. It's light. And she doesn't throw it all over her. She legit hands it to her because she, we know Rebecca Gayhart is not a fan of alcohol abuse. Right? So, so, wait, oh my God, just imagine you have to make out with Jared Leto while Cherry Poppin' Daddy's playing the background. I'd probably pull a Heath Ledger, no joke. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the height of the fucking, like, swing revival in the 90s. Why, oh, all fucking two weeks that happened? Can you name me another, wait, Zipper so, Nut Cherry. So, or... it's Cherry Poppin' Daddy's, and then it was uh, uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra, that was a different thing. They were similar but better. Well, so here's the thing, and here's where I believe that it actually kicked off because ska wasn't really huge. It never really got big, right? But you did get the boss tones. The mighty, had, mighty motherfucker. That's just like calling them Power Rangers. It's the mighty Morphe Power Rangers. Right? So you had the mighty, mighty boss tones with all their fucking nine members, eight of them who played instruments, plus the one fat guy who's their friend who just dances on stage. Legitimately, that's a thing. So check out the boss tones. They have one man, one band member. All he does is just dance around. It's great. He's like their one buddy. He's like, you just, you just come with us, It's dude. their Jack Black. So, um... This is what I think happened in the 90s, right? The Boston's had knock on wood, um, or my have the impression ever, that I get. Have you ever had to? Knock on wood? Well, that's the so that I, I really feel like that kind of started it, even though that's 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 ska for sure. So then they like around like their suits coming. and shit because like they the weren't really doing suits ska? and stuff then. And that kind of set stuff off as this like zoot suit fucking swing right. revival thing kind of fucking happened because it came and went and we're talking a matter of like two years this it, shit was kind of popular all right so there was a summer where it was huge it was like a big high and low uh two things i only accept two bands to have trumpets in them the urge our local boys steve's hot dogs mm. in this motherfucker the mighty mighty boston's but like dead serious i blame the mask for the research i was just gonna say the same thing dude Hey, go Chuko! Hey, I'm gonna be. Hey, little bit of me. Hey, little red bottom blue ride. Hey, I'm need to buy it. Oh, hey, with a bad blue bottom buy, but a bad blue bad little bit of to do die. Bada papa. No, dead serious. I don't know the words, but you, I mean, I got the no, like, gist ha- of it there. Have you listened to the lyrics of Zoot Suit Riot? It is the saddest shit. It's like. Rome, uh, run a roll back a bottle of beer. Riot! No, it's like I swear to Ryan. I'm not a big dude. I'm not a tough dude. Run a comb through your cold black hair. I will run a knife through your sweet red throat if you fucking come at me with some bullshit. I will bury. Alright, here's the thing. I'm not mad at the fucking swing revival. It wasn't bad at all. I mean, in the day, I was a big fan of Dixieland and fucking uh, swing band shit. It's not bad. It wasn't bad. It was just oddly placed buddy we have wasted way too much time well, it's just like this is the end of grunge and like the How the, the f- beginning of emo this swing shit kind of weirdly fit in there it didn't fit in there but it, it snuck its way in there it happened yeah so and we're back all right so brenda's now pissed natalie's a fucking whore little bitch ass bitch she's got that screwed up <sighs> so this chick natalie i'm sorry i wanted to reference it earlier this whole time, Natalie's kind of got occasional mumble mouth. She got a little smurf smurf. If you ever watch the fucking Soprano, she's you know she's a fucking D girl. Oh, get those burps out. Sopranos. People um, pay us money to hear those burps. All right, so Brenda leaves now in a fucking tiffy. She's in fucking tears uh, after obviously interrupting the kiss. Uh, Paul 
relays the theory to Ooh. a drunk Parker. Yeah, I did. I, I I mixed this up. He's drunk because his mouth is open the whole time. I mixed this up. My bad. Man, fucking. It's my fault because I like the movie a lot, and I kept stopping and pausing and, and watching shit. And then Tara Reed has to run off to do her fake radio show for a handful of friends that listen to her. Yes. What a fucking loser. Uh, but actually, Parker theorizes that it's probably Paul who's likely the killer because his shit's fucking drying up. He's going to graduate soon, and he has no Pulitzer or anything, and he needs this story. You're not wrong, Chief. So it actually kind of sort of kind of looks like Paul. A humiliated Paul now leaves the party, telling Natalie to stay here at the party. It's the safest here. Also, drink all the drinks you can from strangers. They'll be totally safe. If you're feeling dizzy, then you're doing good. Yeah. I'm gonna go look for help elsewhere. Meanwhile, Sasha Tara Reed That's right. is embarrassed by Parker's behavior and leaves the party to go do her crap ass radio that's show. That's my girl. That's my girl, guys, guys. That's my girl. And I love how they mirror this in fucking uh, scary movie. It's like that's my girl. It's like that's my girl too, dog. It's like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that is good. So Parker then goes into the kitchen to get some more booze. Uh, he's carrying Hootie. Uh, he sets him down, gets a gets a phone call now from Ghostface from, from fucking Scream. Ghostface, who's like, "You're gonna die tonight." And Amuse Parker looks at the caller ID, and it's some fr- it's from it's Damon. Damon. So it's coming from inside the house. Um, so he's like, "Oh yeah, really? Is this the one where it's the babysitter?" No, wait, it's uh this one. Like he goes all these over in Legends. He's like walking upstairs towards Damon's room, and the killer's like, "No, it's the one where the woman dries her dog in the microwave." And Parker's like, "What the fuck?" So he like runs back to the kitchen. And he fucking sees the fucking microwave is just finished, and he opens it up, and fucking Hootie has been microwaved to death. So I think what you were trying to say is Ghost Face from Scream called Lex Luther and tell him that he nuked his pooch. <laughs> uh, also, this movie is automatically deducted one point for killing a dog. So after opening the microwave and Parker sees his dead dog, he runs to the bathroom to vomit. The killer arrives just in time. All the way the fuck upstairs. You're telling me there is... I'm splitting hairs, Chief. Go ahead. Hey, man, I don't know how old this house is and how the fucking layout is. Could be White only people. one bathroom. Um, So he runs upstairs. The killer knocks Parker out. Oh, yeah, he kind of drowns him in the toilet a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and then fucking, yeah, gives him the fucking, hey, look for it, Lebowski. <laughs> uh, knocks him out. Then fucking Parker wakes up. He's, like, tied to the toilet. Uh, so the killer then opens his mouth, forces Pop Rocks down it. Well, a nasty giant metal funnel yes. down his cocksucker. And then fucking pours fucking drain cleaner down there as well. And then fucking Parker dies tied to the fucking toilet. Oh, This was going to be my favorite death, but I, I had to change it. Yeah, because it's skating. It's barely an urban legend. It's like, oh, shit. It could be just, oh, no, I brought Pop Rocks. Okay. Well, just because I re- this is a good scene. This is, at this point... I like the little Gra- most graphic guts. we've gotten, and it's it's you get the dog guts right there at the beginning of it, like, and then like the, this part. This is like this is a hard kill, right? It's not a car that fucking slowly ran over the fucking old white guy, like onto spikes though, yeah. dude. No, no, good stuff for sure. But like this Cincinnati one was Jeff, fun. I think what you're trying to say is death number five, Parker. Chug, chug, chug. <laughs> well, you know this fucking broach watch tripping about. You guys ever beer bong a four locos before? I'm just saying, right? But it's practically bathroom cleaner. So now we cut over to the radio station. Sasha is on air hosting her radio show. Hosting. 
in the background. And oh, she gets the best fucking phone call where this like chick's like, um, so I swallowed my boyfriend's load. Buddy, that's the very beginning of the movie. Is that that one? Yeah. Where Which one's getting, this one? Uh, I, I, well, let's talk about the first one where she's like, I took a load of my, my bra's chunky cowboy chowder and I can feel the, uh, not Spaniards. That's not a proper I'm word. I'm all mixed up this episode. All mixed up. Don't, Don't know, know what, what to, to do. do. You think about around because it's 2002. <laughs> 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 no, dude. Uh, no, it's so. Uh, I'll drink to that. All right. I thought this was the fucking cum guzzler one. Uh, no, I didn't call him. <laughs> ah, fuck. Uh, no, no. Hey, I couldn't tell you. All right, so anyway, Sasha's taking phone calls from whores on campus. Notice it's always fucking chicks. Yeah, because we all know that Sasha eats every issue of Cosmo and regurgitates it. So in the background now, um, Sasha, without realizing it, her radio employee... Yes, the black producer ...is guy. basically stabbed to death. Sasha, like, the phone call gets cut off, so she turns around and then sees the parka killer... Okay. Fucking like looking through the fucking window. She's like, fuck! Got to run out of the room. I think what you mean to say is death number six, random black producer guy, and I have to editorial note my thing. Wow, way to kill off the only black guy. Oh, he technically is the only black guy in this film. Real progressive urban legends. Yeah, he gets no name either. He's Radio Man Yeah, on my notes. Yep. Radio Man. Good for you. Mano Radio. Uh, so killed, uh, I'm sorry, so he's killed, so Sasha's like, fuck this, and fucking runs as the fucking killer pursues her, still on air, by the way, because she's like wearing like a wireless headset, and everyone can hear her cries back at the party because they're tuned into the radio show. Yes. And the same dude who was talking to her earlier yes, is like- the stupid wiener guy. He's like, oh, it's an homage, it's great, as like Natalie's listening, and she's like, that's it's like, pretty real. sure it fucking isn't Poindexter. Yeah, she's doing shouts out to a song that happened- 30 years ago then, now 50 years ago, go fuck yourself, Poindexter. Right. Or whatever fucking horror podcast you run now. <laughs> Probably Forever Midnight. Oh, no, just kidding. No, we wouldn't say that. The shining light of the show would never say something like that. <laughs> but me with my book report, God knows I Old would. Old fucking book report, Philly Jeff over here. <laughs> Ooh, man, that, that actually sounds a little better. And I farted in the CNC Fart Factory. Yeah, well, that's why we call it that. So Natalie, realizing that these screams are not in act, despite the partygoers being very hesitant to help, heads over to the uh, battleground, so to speak, of the radio station. Meanwhile, Sasha from Halo? is attempting some crazy ass stunts on the escape, like to escape. Like they're running down the stairs, and she like goes to like uh, get swiped at solid snake metal gear Two. Yeah. Like fucking hops over the stairs. It's a fucking hanging there. And then the killer is fucking chasing her down with this big ass ax goes in for the swipe. Sasha's like, Nope, drops down to fucking one level below. And she's Doesn't, wearing some big ass fucking like go, go heel fuck shoes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let me chime in real quick. Tara Reed is so Steve running. Martin's. Doc Martin's. No, I think it's, uh, I mean, there's, uh, Steve Martin, Steve something, Madison, Madison. That's it. Why is. do I know that? I'm the whore. Tara Reed <laughs> is running around and screaming for the next ten minutes. Probably some of her finest acting, and that's really not saying much. I've seen her give birth fully closed inside of a fucking shark as it was re-entering the Earth's atmosphere, <laughs> and even that was a slightly less believable performance. 
So Sasha, with her injured leg, is constantly trying to escape and is thwarted constantly by the killer. Can I say constantly anymore? Um, Eventually, she hides in a room on the third floor after a nice uh, elevator disappearing act, which is kind of fun. And uh, she is not lucky. As soon as Natalie arrives, only to see Sasha is now trapped and crying on the floor, banging on the window for help. High above. This is dope. The fucking killer comes into the room and decapitates Sasha. Just starts fucking hacking her and then when the killer's done looks at us and gives us a little wave yeah it looks right at natalie and she's like hey, cincinnati jeff i think know. what you meant to say is death seven sasha i don't know how long she would have lasted in radio she was kind of a hack <laughs> so this basically confirms that natalie is definitely a target yeah so fleeing from the station natalie finds brenda i'm sorry actually she finds paul first running out in the rain and then brenda comes up and she's like what the fuck are you guys doing and it's like oh well, we're just fucking running from the killer and blah 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 uh, notifies them of sasha's death and they drive off to find help meanwhile reese after hearing the cries for help on the radio of sasha arrives at the station to discovers sasha's mutilated fucking body and she's like damn that walker gonna hack the fuck up Reese decides to take matters into her own hands because she's already tried to call the police, but they've been warned by the dean to expect prank phone calls. You mean the police? The police. Uh, I don't trust So them. she is on her fucking own and retrieves her fancy-ass gun. Yeah, dude, that's like a sweet-ass Beretta. It's probably like a Samurai's Edge. <laughs> yeah. what, is it that, what is it that Leon had in the second one? I guess the handgun parts. It's not a Samurai's Edge because that doesn't get upgraded. I think it's a Matilda, dude. Matilda, there it is. That's well, what it looks like. Well, that's the callback because that's uh, what's her fuck from, you know, Natalie Portman. She's Matilda, and he's Leon. Leon, the professional. Oh yeah. Uh, listeners, all three of you, feel free to flex on my dick because uh, you guys. I like Leon, the professional. It's a good movie. Never saw it. So while on the drive, Paul stops at a gas station, which. I think is the same gas station that Michelle was in. I man. Let's run with that. Yeah. Uh, so he goes inside to obviously call the police, and Natalie and Brenda are like, this fucking car smells funky. It's Paul's like, like whose entrance yeah, smells more like old fucking uh, Long John Silvers? They're like, neither nor. What's that? Let's smell the back. So they are like, yeah, let's go to the back. They fucking discover Wexler's dead body fucking dead stabbed body. to death in the car, and they bolt, thinking Paul to be the killer. Would you say they... <laughs> Natalie, being the good friend that she isn't, loses Brenda in the woods on her way to the road where the school's janitor picks her up after almost hitting her with a fucking truck. Actually, I got a death in here. And uh, do you remember the line where fucking uh, Brenda says to Natalie, she goes, he's all yours. <laughs> all right. Also, death number eight, Wes- uh, what? Wesker. Wesker. Wexler. Those 90s SUVs were lousy on gas mileage, and you can only fit one dead professor in your trunk? Rip off. Or one dead white girl if you're a NFL star. I don't know. Turn around, bright eyes. <laughs> oh. So the janitor uh, obviously has picked up Natalie now, this creepy janitor that we've seen throughout the movie. It's and- my brother, the janitor. <laughs> he's driving down the road with Natalie, and he's like it. starting to get kind of fucking weird. Because she's Starting. like noticing things around the truck, and she's like, you know what, you can let me out here. He's like, why would I do that? Because he got a parka, and she's fucking like, like trying to open the door, and he's like, it won't open from the inside. And then the cop pulls him over, and then she's lurched over in his lap. <laughs> oh wait, that's Tucker and Dale. <laughs> 
Going to take him up for some some man time, some guy time, <laughs> striking out with the ladies. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you hand me a PBR. There you go. Enjoy. So the janitor's getting kind of creepy, and Natalie's like, "I got to get the fuck out of here." He's like, "What the fuck is your problem?" But at the same time, we see. Paul's car coming at them with no headlights, and Janitor's like, fucking kids. He starts flashing his fucking headlights at him, and Natalie's like, college kids! College kids! You know what? It's a Dennis Reynolds SUV with wood paneling. That's nice. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I for detail. Look at you. Not for sobriety. For detail. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the big brain on Brad. Stop. So Natalie then realizes, like, wait a minute, this guy's not the fucking killer. Don't flash your fucking lights. But he's like, clink, 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 Don't clink, tell clink. me what to do, woman. And again, the headlights sound. It's, it's, yeah, you got to get that shit checked out. It was weird because in the back of his pickup truck, he had, like, five Trump flags just fucking blasted in the back. <laughs> I, I don't know. He had more flags than truck. My God, it's more flag than truck. <laughs> Sex, Lexia. Anyway, Natalie... Now super scared because fucking Paul's SUV has now fucking pulled a UE and is flashing them, chasing them down. Gets alongside the janitor's truck, forces the janitor off the road where it crashes. He's killed. I don't count it. I don't count it. I'm sorry, dog. I I love you, but you're wrong. Because Do you see him alive later? Do you see him dead now? How many movies have we been through where somebody gets in a fucking heinous car crash? Yeah, but they come to or show up later. No, I'm coming now, <laughs> and then I'm two and later. I don't know. Like this, he just goes down a little boops a doodle, and like my brother has the same truck with all the blood and semen in it. I like how you're like, like no, he's fucking fine as, but he's bloody. But like Natalie's fully fucking unhurt from this entire crash. White privilege. What, and yeah, I threw a fart in my what face. What is he Whatever. not? What is, is he not white? No, he's like over forty, and nobody cares. Okay, well, I'm saying he's dead. You say he's alive. It's fine. Uh, so we'll Natalie then somehow magically makes her way back to campus My very quickly. God, yes, this is kind of where the movie falls apart. Mm-hmm. She just magically runs. Now we're in the third act where things kind of get a little strange. Uh, so she g- finds this like emergency, not even a telephone booth. Call it's box. like a pole, like a it's call, call box, box with a fucking police light. If you pick up the phone, it immediately rings Reese basically. And then the fucking light starts. Obviously to somebody went to Swick because uh, <laughs> I went to BAC. Yes, bring a crayon. <laughs> uh, so she calls it, but it happens to be right outside Stanley Hall. And as she's sitting there, she starts to hear some screaming and notices some lights in Stanley Hall. It sounds obviously, uh, sorry, very indistinctly like Brenda. Well, as the subtitles would say, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah is screaming. Deborah is screaming her cheeks off. So Natalie breaks into Stanley Hall, where the screaming is coming from, and makes her way to the second floor, where she discovers the dead bodies of Parker, Dean Adams, and Damon. In the final room, she discovers Brenda lying on the bed, laid out, presumably dead. As Natalie starts crying, dead Brenda sexy. sits up and knocks her unconscious with her fucking thick-ass hair. Ooh, do you smell that? No, it's not my fart. It's a plot twist. This is actually pretty cool. I do like this part because you do kind of expect Brenda to sort of be dead. But when she sits up, man, does she dead sexy. look crazy. Rebecca Gayhart. Crazy eyes. Dude, when when her hair is in full flume, she easily she could be a stunt woman for Michelle Catwoman or Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman until she ran over the. It kids. is a big ass perm. 
Dude, she's got it. Got its own fucking credit in 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 the movie. It looks like if Chewbacca put his dick in an outlet, just gaga 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 yep. gaga poof. It's like Rebecca Gayhart and then Rebecca Gayhart's hair that obscured her vision that her caused hair. her to kill kids. I mean, she's still a smoke show. She'd get a case she of the hot. Alabama mouth she fucking. Hot. She hot. She did kill the kid though. All right, even hotter. <laughs> hey, you know what? That was that was Hitler Jr. Okay, she is a goddamn hero, and let's have fun editing that. For out real, though, I don't. I from what I read because I did look up. I don't, I don't condone running over children. I don't. I from what I understand, I don't think. I think she was just speeding. I don't think she was drinking or doing any drugs or anything like that. She just said. Oh, she street. wasn't doing a Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah, she Ferris, wasn't doing a Vince no, Neil. Ferris Bueller got off. <laughs> oh. And that's why he was in a whatever. So, um, who put beer in this case? That's fucked up. Anyway, back to the movie. Sad reality stories aside. Back to life. Back to reality. So, uh, with Natalie now being unconscious, she is soon awakened by Brenda, who finds herself tied to the bed and gagged. Uh, Which you mean she's woke? The killer then comes in and unmasks herself as Brenda. I unmask, takes the hood off. Doesn't whip her tits out. Who plays mind games with Natalie and taunts her about Natalie's valiant attempt to save her. Brenda then reveals that the young man Natalie and Michelle killed was her fiance, and she's now exacting revenge by turning all of Natalie's friends into urban legends since she killed her fiance in the same way. Yo, that's dope as fuck, but what daft cunt, UK cunt, is trying to get married straight out of high school? Come on. Do you just want to end in divorce? Do you just want, like, child support? Whatever. Hey, man. Hey, mate. The strongest love burns brightest. Hottest. Deepest. Sometimes they slash your tires. Deepest, bluest, my love is like a shark's fit. <laughs> <laughs> so she says that she's going to enact revenge on her for one final urban legend. She wants to do the one where they wake up in a tub of ice and her kidneys are missing. But she says she doesn't really know where the kidneys are. She, she just starts to slash away at her stomach. She's like, you know what? First organ I find, I'm taking it. I mean, I if I didn't love Rebecca Gayhart already right now, I uh, have a throbber. But Reese rushes in. A throbbered England. And forces Brenda away from Natalie. And she's just like every 1970s black exploitation, like, hey, you honky bitch. Yeah, it's very coffee. I love it, though. You want to get shot? Or are you a fan of a clever pun I can't think of? All right, moving on. However, Brenda successfully disarms Reese by slicing her with a hidden knife because she's going to like pat her away. Because she's a crazy bitch. It's the same knives as she used to slice the Dean with. Brenda and Reese struggle with the gun, but Reese is shot. And Brenda turns the gun on Natalie. But Paul comes in to save the day. But he's like, you know what, Brenda? You're right. We live in a society. Yeah, I and, could uh, I could use this kind of press. And I think things would be good. You know what? Let's fucking do this. And she kind of gets dopey's make head marbles about it. She's like, mm, well, actually. That's right? Kind of that. But then she's like, wait a minute. Paul says something, and it's like kind of lets her like on like, uh, he's not fucking for real. You mean, you're cute, but you're not that fucking cute. <laughs> so he tries to trick her into losing the gun. Uh, Brenda sees right through the lies and then asks which one of them she should shoot first. Just as she's about to fire, a wounded Reese reaches up and shoots Brenda in the arm with her backup gun because you know you got to have that shit. 
you know what? Uh, King Kong spoiler. Godzilla vs. King Kong spoiler. She hits him with an axe that's made out of his spine. Damn it! No, I was like, so. Oh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> you're looking at me very judgely for a second. Like, where's this coat? Do I have boogies? What are you saying? What are you oh. saying about King Kong? I was gonna say if Reese didn't get fucked up, because King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Denzel, though. No, it's like, if Reese didn't get fucked up with all that bullshit earlier, I think she could have fucking knocked the shit out of that Maxima girl. Also, this this disproves our theory of Reese hiding some big-ass titties underneath a bulletproof vest. No, what if they're, like, long flappers and gave her, like, a low-key breast reduction? I'm just saying. (laughs) Or just, like, didn't slip the nip, but slit the nip. So, Reese, (laughs) Brenda, which causes her to fall backwards. I'm sorry, what? From a back out the second or third story window. Um and she landed on her hair, so she's okay. <laughs> she landed on her parka. Uh her they go per- they go to check and Reese is like, I shot her! I, I shot, shot her six I times! I shot that white bitch a bunch! It's like, oh no, we had never seen this ending before. Uh Natalie and Paul check on the seriously wounded Reese and then drive off to get help. This is actually very strange. Cause Natalie's like, well, we're, what are we doing? And Paul's like, no, we're going to get more help. She's like, is Reese going to be okay? He's like, yeah, the paramedics are on their way. It's like, well, I didn't see you call them. And Ooh, that's kind of weird that we just So left. not only is this movie the flex piece for white privilege, it's all racist. Yeah. Still. But suddenly, Brenda appears in the backseat and attacks them with the axe. Now her hair is the mm. parka. Paul is whacked in the head and crashes into the railing on a bridge, sending Brenda flying through the windshield into the river below. Sorry, not to step on. The weirdest fucking narrow one-lane bridge that looks like it's made out of Mechagodzilla? Yeah. Okay. Natalie and Paul watch Brenda's body float away and hug, safe from danger. Sometime later, the story is revealed to be a legend being told to another group of students similar to what we saw with Parker and everybody at the beginning of the movie. Several years later. They all disbelieve the tale, debunking it as a legend. One woman believes the storyteller, but says he told it wrong. The woman is then revealed to be Brenda, who then begins to tell the story of what actually happened. And if you notice, she's wearing that blue ribbon around her neck, similar to the... Um, like my parents' remember, blue ribbon? Remember Campfire Tales? Yeah, but that was a red ribbon. But it's it's but you don't understand what I'm saying. Like it's it's that kind of urban legend story where it's like you take the ribbon off Is that and the falls reach off. You're going for homie? It's I'm pretty sure. All right, that well, it's I, true. Well, more importantly, we need to talk about this col- college kids. These new college kids, dude. We got this, these are fucking z-list fucking ugly. This guy looks like Christian. Well, you said ugly. I'm I'm gonna say this, and now I feel like an asshole. I've I've shit this prettier dude, things today. Now, now your face. Don't. Uh, this dude looks like Chris Ger- Jericho today as a college student. And then it's like, hey, token ass black dude, what's up? Yeah. And then some other white bitch. And you should pause this because I got to pee a lot. <laughs> all right. Did you get all the pee out of you? All the pee. All right. So, do you kids want to see a dead body? <laughs> So we've got 10 kills, one of them off screen. Number one, Michelle, decapitated by Brenda with a battle axe while driving. Cut her up. Number two, Damon, hung on a tree by Brenda. Yeah. 
Number three, Tosh choked to death by Brenda, then wrist slid. Harder daddy. Number four, Dean ran over by Brenda and then impaled on the emergency spikes. Hunky cow's whip. Number five, Paul's dog Hootie cooked in the microwave. Didn't count it. Number six, Parker filled with pop rocks and drain cleaner. Bone crush. Number seven, Radio Man stabbed to death and strangled. That's racist. Number eight, Sasha decapitated with an axe. Number nine, Professor Wexler stabbed by Brenda off screen, found dead in trunk. Horrible Fred and Brocker. Number 10, Janitor killed in the car crash. Nope. <laughs> All right, Nacho, what was your favorite kill? Oh, shit, dude. Uh, oof. I didn't even think about this. Hey, uh, Phil and Eddie Jeff, how about you? <laughs> uh, let me get back to you on that one. I'm kind of thinking. Run it over, run it over. Do, do, do. It's all over. Um, Sorry, let me try that again. Do, 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 do. Probably Damon, man. Because you get two you get two kills. Right, the hanging, and then he gets kind of fucking hit by the car a little bit. And I probably made my best pun with that one. That was a good one. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to go with Michelle. Michelle. I, because I just love the whole scene. And she sucks. Brad Dorf. Dude, she sucks. And that was like that was one of the highlights from the trailer too. And he's just like, "There's someone at the back seat." Did you catch what they were doing the whole time? Anytime there was a, I know we we kind of did a, uh, we didn't do extended notes on right. this. Uh, when they're like, "Yeah, Michelle Mancini," which, <laughs> yep, Don Mancini, Brad Dorf, Chucky, yep, I get yep. it. And Michael McDonald, which is that his character's name in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Uh no, because that's the character he's reprising. Yeah, it's not. It's that's not his name there though. So they said he's MIA. So which I mean, they red herring him there for that. Yeah, but uh, uh I go with Michelle. I don't know, man. All Dude, right, that, be ready for that. S- Dean death was pretty cool too. You want to change it? Nah. You ready for some stuff you should know? Yeah, yeah. Fellow greetings. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle. All right, so Sarah Michelle Geller accepted the role of Sasha, but had to back out due to scheduling conflicts with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. Also, she wasn't fucking the director. Tara Reed was. Sorry. The killer's outfit is based on the fact that the film was originally planned to be set in the middle of winter. When the weather was too warm, it was decided to drop the winter aspect of the storyline rather than fake snow and all the outdoor scenes and dress all the extras in winter clothes, they kept the killer's costume. Hey, you know what would have been crazy if they won something wild with, like, a fencing mask? Mm, hell no. It would have worked. Mm. The SUV driven in the beginning was originally supposed to be a Land Rover. It was changed to the Ford Expedition, I kept saying Suburban, uh, which is the largest 4x4 vehicle available at the time because the filmmakers discovered they couldn't swing an axe inside of a Land Rover. Goddamn right. Filmed at the same university as Killer Party from 1986, another campus set slasher. Ask our horrible horror buddies about that. Incidentally, both films featured a costume party at a fraternity, characters being targeted by a mass killer, and an urban legend about a murder at an abandoned dormitory. You are correct. 
last year. The Latin motto, and I love this. This is great. The Latin motto of the university, which is featured on its emblem in some scenes, translates as the best friend did it. <laughs> Ooh. Well. That's fucking fun. All right, buddy. So let's hear. Let's do some final cuts. Well, what do you know? I asked for final cut, and I got it. <laughs> so give me your final thoughts and your rating. Go ahead. What you like, what you didn't like. All right. So I get this movie is in a post-scream <clears throat> era, a modern era. And you know what? It it runs it. it this, this movie is fucking great. I mean, you play to Urban Legends. Unfortunately, I hate white people. And there's a lot of them in it. Um... You know what? The soundtrack is nothing to write home about, but honestly, uh, that the intro to the film, it sounds just like some Danny Elfman shit, but I think that was on purpose. Uh, no boobs. Decent soundtrack. None. No boobies. Well, I mean, I think that's they're, they're, that's the standards of a post-screen. And not a lot of gore either. Uh, I want to say your two hardest looking deaths are the dog and Parker, which pretty much happened back to back. I mean, sleeping on gore and the uh, Dean old honky, that's pretty gross, but well, but he, you don't see it protrude from him. You know that he got stabbed and paled on them. Right. And he got hit by the car, but it's, and you get a, a above shot, right? And then him, you even get, he's not like flattened. You even get that ironic pan up to like the, Watch out, tire spikes will right? puncture. And, you know, I, I like a good little nod like that. I don't know, man. Like, there's great characters. You get fucking Brad Dorif. You get Robert Ungland, England, Bobby E. Jared Leto doesn't suck in this movie. Michael Rosenbaum fucking rules. Uh, Tara Reid isn't fucking terrible in it. Honestly, you go ahead. I don't want to, I don't want to cut in. It's not dog shit, dude. This movie's pretty fucking fun. If you are down for a early, uh, late nineties, early aughts, though, actually, what the fuck am I talking about? This soundtrack's a fucking banger. I, I was thinking like the official score of no, dude. This we'll get to this here in a moment because I got a little bit about it. Go for it. Run it. Run into okay, it. Okay. So, dude, let's try for for such bangers as a Total Eclipse of the Hearts remix by Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, I said Billy Squire earlier, but it was Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. All right, Spook Show Baby by the guys who's doing the new fucking Monsters remake or whatever. Save Yourself Stabbing Westward. I don't want to wait by Paula Cole. Crop Circle by Monster Magnet. Coming Back by Crystal Method. Oh, my fuck. That's uh, that scene. That makes my dick so hard. And uh, kind of the turd in the punch bowl is Zoot Suit Right by the... Cherry popping daddies. Could you think of a cringier, uh, cringier bro, broier fucking? Uh, sorry, a lot of burps during me. Uh, <laughs> yes, so you we've we've had this discussion. Uh, Zoot suit right by cherry popping daddies is bro cringy as fuck. Just anyway, the soundtrack's a fucking ten. The gore, not so much. Uh, no boobs. The plot's pretty decent. You're talking about urban legends. I don't know, man. I give this movie, I give it an eight, but I'm giving it a seven out of uh, <laughs> Pop Rocks out of Dead Dogs in the Microwave. So <laughs> it would have been an eight, but you killed a dog. Sorry, that I, that's my scruples. 
All right, so what about you, Cincinnati Jeff? For me, uh, this film obviously was inspired by the huge success storm that was the original Scream. Uh, And whereas that film was very self-aware of satire and the horror film tropes, this one was more self-aware of the satire on Urban Legends. Urban Legends. Urban Legends. Urban Legends. Not Urban Legends. Urban Legends. Actually, I accidentally typed an H here, so I said it. Urban Legends. The film's negative reception was due to the result of many critics finding the film to be an imitation of Scream. Yeah. Like, did you guys see Halloween? Did you see Friday the 13th? Did you see any fucking holiday-based slasher? Any slasher, right? And we're back. So, for me, it's got a pretty solid setup. The idea behind the kills at this point was very original, right? There was really only one sort of kind of urban legend sort of thing with Killer Party earlier. Cincinnati, Jeff, I think this premise works so well, you could probably get two sequels out of this. And the movie does tend to fall apart in the third act. I'm not sure... Like, I'm not clear on how, like, Wexler was going to be set up as the killer, and then also he killed himself in an Urban Legend-style suicide when he was just full of holes. I, I That was never really me. explained. <laughs> um, but, like, this is not the Citizen Kane of horror movies, for sure. But it is fucking fun with a capital F-U-N. Um, there's not many better 90s slashers than Next Urban Legend. Scream, yeah. Like, well, that's what I mean. Not many. Scream's the MVP, and then I'd say this is a close second. I'd go Scream, Scream 2. I would say this, this, oh, this is sequels, third. Because when did Scream 2 come out? 98 also? Uh, No. When, when was Scream 2? Actually, that would have been 99? I'm on. Let's look it up real quick. Boop, boop, doop, boop, 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 boop. Oh, Scream was actually, 2 was actually 97. Oh, look at that. So it actually came out first. Well, still, this is a post-Scream era. And yeah. we, we still have a couple players uh, from Scream that, 2 that, to yeah, this. That pop over from both. Okay. So, I mean, just... But I felt Scream 2 was kind of... All in know, all... We'll save this far as Scream 2. It's so. fun. It's got its holes for sure. A lot of what horror movie doesn't, right? You can poke stuff into anything. But I, for me, it's fun. It's definitely worth a watch if you've never seen it before. If you haven't seen it in a while, definitely rewatch it. Oh, my God. Because you're just going to yes, enjoy yourself. please. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's F-U-N, right? I give it seven microwave dogs out of ten. You fuck. <laughs> I was going for eight, but that dog kill. Go ahead. It is a little rough. It is a little rough. So, I mean, I just, I lost myself so much in enjoying the movie that I've even fumbled my own fucking notes. So, that should say enough about it. Um, but, before we get to the ending here, we got a couple things. One, we want to thank the Patreon squad. All right, oh, we've got a couple yeah. of new members. What do we, we call them? We have a proper name for them, right? The Spooky Squad. Welcome, you spooky squad ass bitches. So we've got Tedis Duras. We're trying. We've got Paul Harmon. Hey, Matt Huey. I know you, fuck boy. John Zinkin. Who? The Atomic Scarecrow. Goddamn right. All right. And then, of course, I was going to mention Gentle Simple Ben Welly. Jibbly Sintilly Ben, and we love him. So we always want to mention new patrons that join the show uh, on the episodes that they join, and then at a certain level, we always want to re- hey remind you, hey, you've donated to this level, you are members of the Cool Brewster crew, and we want to thank you You're each and every so episode cool, for that. So thank Brewster. you so much. Um, also, we've got uh, a hotline out there. 
for all you spooky squad and chuds. Well, we, we you can, did. We, well, no, we still have the hotline. Did you can call 704 666 2814. That's right. It's 704 666 2814. It's a hotline. 704 666 2814. Call the hotline. Uh, you will get our voicemail. You can leave us messages. Tell us what you like about the show, what you hate about nachos. Tell us what movies you want us to watch. How big you think our dicks may or may not be. They're not very. Debatable. I mean, they're it's they're really, they're oddly wide. My, are, it's because my dick is shaped like a lightning bolt. Yeah. Think of like a pencil, but sideways. So... <laughs> Give us shit. Give us a call. Tell us about that stuff. You know, hey, you want to? Hey, be drunk. Our favorite messages are drunk things like that. Um, but we recently had a great like voicemail set up for it. The voicemail still set up. Are you gonna? But it's more of a generic kind of thing. Should we do it? Um, so we had we had one set up, and Google was like, "Your voicemail too sexy." It's too much. It violates our terms. You can't have this. It actually sounds like a sex line. So here's what our original voicemail sounded like. When you call it, you can get the new one. But this is what our original one sounded like. Thanks for calling the Here Comes the Spooky Hotline. Where the hunky dukes of spooks are waiting to hear from you. Do you want to see the Hardy Boys meet Rev and Werewolf and gargle with broken glass? Where you and Cincinnati Jeff can share a box of Franzia, watch Silver Bullet, and count Gary Busey's long, hard teeth and piss on the Yankees? Do you dig? Or if you're into werewolves, you can talk to me. Not just make werewolf. We can cuddle up and watch street trash and spit hobo wine into each other's buttholes while the evening melts away. Only 69 zenny a minute. Just kidding. Bye bye. <laughs> so that was what we had, and we had it up for a couple days. And then Google <laughs> sent me a thing because this is a Google line, and they, they were like, no, you cannot have sex lines set up. This is awful. Uh, you fucking violated all your terms. Uh, shut yeah, it down. boys are too hunky right now. <laughs> so it's like, fuck. So we had to go back to a more generic kind of uh, answering. Placekeeper. Yeah, until we figure out a, a new setup. But we did get some voicemails before it got paused. Oh, and yeah? so we want to play them on the episode here. So here's oh, sure, we've got three of them. It. Okay. What the actual fuck? I'm strangely aroused right now. <laughs> I know that piece of shit. That's my goddamn roommate. Uh, and I'm going to save our favorite for last. Okay, so here's okay. our buddy, Aaron Southworth from the Horrible Horror Podcast. Definitely check them out. Okay. What in the fuck are you fuck is this fuck? Fucking hell. I didn't know you guys had a hotline. Yeesh. Okay. Well, kind of jealous, honestly. Horrible Horror Podcast needs something like this. Yeah. I gotta yell at Marshall. All right, well, guys, keep it up. Keep it up. Love what you're doing. Enjoy the episodes. And stay spooky and drunk. Apparently, all right. Like this. Yeah. I gotta yell at Marshall. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to call the "Here Comes the Spooky Boys," 
you can call us at 704-666-2814, just like we said. Or if you prefer to talk to the Horrible Horror Podcast, Boo! you can call 740-478-2548 or 740-4-SUCK-IT. <laughs> hey, do we have a bunch of earlier messages that got lost in the Matrix or something? Or... Yes, we did. Ah, fucking robots, dude. Uh, and then here's our last one. Well, keep one. calling, fuckers. Uh, this is from uh, Mike uh, Prosciutto. No, this is uh, Mark Spaghetti. <laughs> Remember him? He's a really good artist. Hey, Tacos McMuffin, Philadelphia Jeff. I want you guys to do a couple of things for me. First off, you remember a little show called uh, Highway to Heaven? You guys ever see the Halloween episode? No. Michael Landon? I was a teenage, I was a middle-aged werewolf. Secondly, I know you guys seen it. Watch it again. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. I want to see an episode on that. Third, and lastly, lick my plate, you dog dicks. Bye. I mean, werewolf. Okay. Oh, secondly, words. I know you guys seen it. Yeah, Watch has again. we? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I gotta Part stop two. it. Well, we're gonna. So done that. He's so aggressive. Third and lastly, how do I stop? Make the slidey go downy, <laughs> dude. I'm the dumb guy, and even I knew that. Uh, no, so that was Mark Prochetto. No, I'm just kidding. That's Mike. Uh, oof. Oof. You know what? I I hope it is. So I okay. So Highway to Heaven is actually uh, it stars Michael Landon from. Uh, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, and he died of like all the AIDS. And Victor French. And he's talking about season four. I was a middle-aged werewolf where Michael Landon, who plays Jonathan, turns into a werewolf on Halloween to help out a frightened trick-or-treater. Uh, okay, so I know I said Mark Prosciutto and Prischetti and all that shit. It's actually Mike Prezzetto, right? Am I reading that right? Mike Prezzetto. Okay. And I, I He has that awkward pause because Nachos has a hard time reading. I went to Collinsville, bitch. I went to college cats. College cats. No, this dude's solid as fuck. I think he That was the dog, not me. Oh, I thought you hit like a dog snore button. <laughs> no, I think he leaked over from the uh Say You Love Satan fucking Discord. And uh No, debatable. He just I'm going to stop talking. All right. But so, but anyway, thanks for amazing artist though. Thanks for checking us out. You can always find us on Patreon. Well, actually, hold up. I got to plug this dude. Uh, hit him up at, on Instagram as M I K E P R E Z Z Z. And, uh, he's got good art. So check it out. Fuckers. All right. Oh, and also what, 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, you're good. Why you're, are you looking at me like I shit on the table? I was waiting to see if you had anything else to say, oh, no, but Mike Prezzetto. Mike Prezzetto. Uh Mike Prez Mike Prezzetto. Mark Prezzetto. <laughs> All right. Uh is there anything else you needed to add? Good. All Atomic right. Atomic Care Atomic Scarecrow can suck it. Atomic Carecrow. Atomic Carecrow. So, uh, we want to thank you for listening. Always, you can find us on Patreon at Here Comes the Spooky. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Here Comes the Spooky. You can find us at HereComesTheSpooky.com. Yes, here Comes Kabuki. Here Comes Kabuki. Here Comes Sergeant Kabuki, man. NYPD. Uh, and then always... Um, Let me smell them nips. 
and stay spooky. Suck it.